Hi everyone, uh, Yutha here, just with a quick message to apologise for the sound quality of some parts of this episode. Um, between me doing my edit and Finn doing his edit, there was a bad export somewhere uh, that that I can't really trace to anything that, that just means some of the bits where we get a bit loud uh, peak and crackle in quite an annoying way. It does not happen a lot, it's still perfectly listenable, but I just thought I'd uh, warn you ahead of times because well I'm, I'm really trying to get the podcast sounding better and, and I hope you agree also for literally like the last 20 seconds a weird echo happened again I I have fixed these up things up as best as I can um, but they don't get in the way of what I think's well real real fun episode uh, with a real fun guest uh, Josh Davies so enjoy the show hey Finn how you doing I'm doing okay uh, <laughs> How are you doing? I'm feeling a bit uneasy because Finn. Yes. We're not alone. Oh, no. <laughs> There's someone watching us. <laughs> I mean, apart from God, who's always watching. Yeah, his eye is on the sparrow, so I know he watches me. His eye is on the sparrow? Yeah. Okay, okay that's, go on. That's, I, a, that's a thing that Christians say. His, 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 like, like, God watches everything. His, 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 uh, his, 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 his eye is on the sparrow, so I know he watches me. Oh, so because God is watching the sparrow. Yeah. Okay. And it's not that God's eye is on one sparrow no, no, flying. It's, it's, okay. it's not. It's not a specific sparrow or sparrows. It, it's the like sparrows are like tiny and shitty. No one cares about them, but God does. Do you think that's why Sally Sparrow is called that? Because her whole story is about looking and being seen. Blink. I think it's because Carrie Mulligan always insists on being named after a bird. Uh, false. Uh, it is, uh, <laughs> as, as we know, in promising young, oh, pelican, <laughs> pelican young woman, oh, <laughs> pelican young woman, the great cat's bird. <laughs> oh. But we're 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 also not alone in this room, and I'm not talking about like when you can hear my flatmates uh, sorting their stuff in the kitchen mm. in the background. With who's with us? Well, you better believe. <laughs> <laughs> We've had one guest on ever, and uh, I think we just sort of said their name, but we're trying to figure out how to do like an actual guest introduction this time, and yeah. uh, it's not working. But uh, I'm loving it. Yeah, okay. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying doing it badly as well. It's great. <laughs> but, um, on this episode, we have friend of the podcast and uh, and let's not go that far. Acquaintance uh, of the podcast. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah. okay, okay, fine. We've got. Uh, uh, We've got uh, some guy we met on the street the other day, and comedian <laughs> Just jo- Josh Davies. And it's the street outside comedy class. <laughs> yeah. Hello, thank you very much for having me. Also, the great Birdsby, come on. Oh, the great Birdsby, <laughs> yeah, do it. You, uh, you could have started talking earlier. We could have like, <laughs> got something that yeah. good. I, look, I, I was enjoying watching you two like, throw it back to the other one and go, you introduce him, no, you introduce him, no, you introduce him. <laughs> I'm now trying to think of... How you pun drive? No, no. I was, I was thinking what? What? drive. Yeah, drive. I was trying to do shame uh. the entire time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, why? I guess is how. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, fuck no. You're, you're off the podcast now. You're, <laughs> you're doing too good. Uh, uh, J- J- Josh is a uh, a wonderful stand up comedian. Yeah. A 2021 uh, Billy Award nominee. Yeah. And and 2020. Yeah, technically. Uh, yeah, no, yes. Yeah, so so uh, I was I was actually thinking last night. Like, do do you get to say you were nominated both years? I think so. Yeah, yeah. But does it count? Because you can only be nominated twice, right, or three times? No, you can be nominated three times. Yeah, right. he, he was nominated once. It just took two years. Oh, yeah. you can only apply three times. Mm. But if he anyway, yeah. Uh, so how'd that go for you? 
Oh, yeah, really well. Um, and my career's going really good. Yeah. It's all fine and we can move on. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, no, you did, yeah. you did it with a great show called Look, I'm Blind. Yeah. Um, where, which I saw in the Fringe Festival before yeah. anyone else saw it. Yeah. And, and um, I then it, had for another two years to work on and I did zero work on it until mm-hmm. literally about Three weeks before Comedy Festival. That, that was good. Where else would people... You you've, you've, you you write jokes for, for panel shows, but... Oh, they, I'm uncredited. They, yeah, uh, yeah, no, they, they tell you not to talk about it to yeah. keep the magic. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway. Famous uh, former Twitter user. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why, why'd you get off there? It's so uh, great these days. Because I, I didn't like it, is basically... Is, I think what, what made me... I never really liked it, but what made me do it is I, I, I was at a wedding... And I did a tweet about how they played Wagon Wheel. And the tweet was doing really well. So I, I was like checking my phone pretty repeatedly to see how well it was doing. Yeah. And then I was like, I've, I took like a four hour bus to come to Matamata. <laughs> I pay for an Airbnb to be at this wedding. And I keep looking at my phone to see how many likes I got on a tweet. <laughs> This is unhealthy, so I just deleted it. You are uh, so much stronger than Ivor. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you are describing so many moments of my life, but I've been like, yeah, no, and I, and I had a great time when, when seven people liked my tweet, rewriting the works of Lynn Ramsey in the style of Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> it's great. I rhymed archery with John C. Riley. That's <laughs> great. That's good. That's what he'd do, right? Mm. So what, 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 while me and you were, 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 were uh, what, while we were watching uh, Meet Joe Black last week, we were trying to decide what we were going to do with, with City Lights, and Yufa was looking for his phone. We'd already decided that we wanted to have Josh Davies on for this episode. Yes. Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. Well, we've wanted you to be on for a while, yeah. to mm-hmm. be clear. But, but yeah, so, so you, 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 Yufa was looking through, was, was looking through movies. He was like, oh, we, we should, we should do Scent of a Woman because City Lights is about a, uh, is, is about a man who falls in love with a blind woman. And Scent of a Woman is also a blind romance movie. Yeah. And, and then I was like, Hey, uh, two things. First of all, uh, that's directed by the same guy who who did meet Joe Black. <laughs> Which I yeah, I would. So, so yeah. now we're going to do all of Martin Brest's movies. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, and also, uh, is that really the one you want to have Josh Davies on for? <laughs> Doesn't that seem a bit tokenizing? <laughs> and then you first started sweating, and uh, and like you got, you got really flustered, and. Uh, Oh, it was it was a it was a mess. Yeah. Oh, I just I it, it's competing because the thing I re I my the thing I really want is I want comedians takes on silent comedy. Right. Yeah. And, and and yeah, no, you just have to take it at our word. Both you, Josh, in the room, and people listening, is that. We we wanted Josh on. It's not. We weren't like we're doing the blind films. Get get the blindest person we know. Yeah. I mean, the blindest person we know uh, is Jacinda Ardern. <laughs> what? Why? Why is, why is that? I don't uh, because she. Because um, she's blind to the truth about the vaccine causing 5G. Come on, right, yes. I mean, I like fast internet as, fi- as as much as anyone, but at what cost? Being vaccinated against COVID? No, thank you. I want to die <laughs> struggling to breathe alone mm-hmm. in an abandoned hospital. <laughs> like, um... Well, that's your fault for going to an abandoned hospital. <laughs> you could have gone to one of the staffed ones. They could have fixed you up. No, no. I, 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 I like to go it alone <laughs> when it comes to medical health. <laughs> um, I, I'll, I'll watch a lot of YouTube tutorials. 
<laughs> about abandoned hospitals. <laughs> about doing about, medicine to yourself. About how to, break, <laughs> about how to break into an abandoned hospital and how to inject hydrochloroquine or whatever oh, it's called. Oh, <laughs> in my head, the hospital is like 50 years abandoned. Yeah. It's all grown over. You know, all of the rooms, the wall yeah. is broken away. And, yeah, it's like Alice. Yeah. I was going to say, you can, you can see the old torture wing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the room where we lobotomize people. There is... Uh, uh, Summer Hall, which is a venue in Edinburgh, used to be a veterinary uh, training college. And so all the rooms are like surgeon or dis- surgeon's room or dissection lab. And yeah, so all, all the walls are still coated in horse blood. <laughs> like there, it does have that vibe yeah. <laughs> to it. It's nice, but you're like, oh, or every chair in this room is at a great angle for performance. And that was to probably see a bear's innards. Yeah. Um, no, it, it was like, this is where they filmed that video of, of Richard Dawkins doing an autopsy on a, on a, on a giraffe. That's you guys right. see that video? No. Uh, it was oh. a live TV special, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. yeah it, it's Richard Dawkins talking about evolution while, while like cutting open a giraffe. Yeah. You, know what, you need a pretty bloody wide angle lens for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was some, there was a, pr- there was, and they were proving something. They were yeah, finding. Yeah, yeah, no, there, there was like a they a thing in the giraffe's neck where there was like one specific tube which like goes up and then like around and then I mean up again and we were like if and it was a whole thing about like if like if, if this was made by like an intelligent designer it would just go straight, there was no need for it to go around it would just go straight up but like if if you check the evolutionary history there was a reason why at a certain point it needed to go around. And then, like, as as giraffes evolved and their necks got taller and taller, it had to then, like, go back up again, and uh, it's good. And, and also, it's from, like, 35 years ago, so it's before Richard Dawkins became, uh, 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 like, a, a crazy weird dude. No, uh, it, it was from 11 years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Almost precisely. If I if I were a Christian, I would counterpoint with crazy straws. Well, and uh, also, like... They were intelligently designed. <laughs> Well, and yeah, no, like, have you seen how most things are designed? Like, they don't have, like, they're full of loops. Maybe it's aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Have I converted you yet? Yes. <laughs> a, long, a, long, a long-term project on the podcast is me converting uh, Finn. Oh, we, have, we haven't introduced ourselves. Hello, my name is Yutha Scheidt. And I'm Finn Sound Nicholas. And this is uh, Scheidt and Sound Podcast. Um, and I'm your host, Josh Davies. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Shite and Sound, the podcast where two comedians watch one of the masterpieces of world cinema and then follow it up with a critically reviled film that is similar in some way. Maybe they share themes, plot, actors or director. We want to see if counterpointing these two films can bring out some new information or insights. On this episode we're watching number 50 on the Sight and Sound list, City Lights, Charlie Chaplin's 1931 romantic comedy about the little tramp falling in love with a blind woman. Our second film this week is Send for Woman. Martin Brest and Al Pacino's Smell-O-Vision Extravaganza. So, Josh. Yeah. You don't have a letterbox. No. Do you, are you just not on socialized media? I... I mean, I use Facebook. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But also, I have a rule on Facebook that, like, when I add new people, if they do, if they post two things in a row that annoy me, I unfollow them. So I don't really follow anyone. That's that's good. Uh, So is um, that why you you unfollowed me? Because I'm just 
putting up all my funny memes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're not on Letterbox, but we 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 want to guess your top four films. We yeah. like guessing top four films. Yeah. Um, should we alternate, or we can collaborate? We can stop collaborate and listen. Sure. Um, and, and so, uh, pe- okay, you got to pick one. Normally, one of us is looking at this list, <laughs> and it's we it's stranger when it's in someone's brain. Um. So you got yeah, one in your okay. mind? I, yeah, I, I've got my I've got my top four. It's well, it's top five, but four and five are like interchangeable. So, oh, but, okay. like, are they connected? Yes. Oh, okay. Are they are they comic book films? No, no. Okay. Any? I, mean, I don't think so. But no, we'll say it for the purpose. Oh, no. okay. Not not like Marvel comic. Oh yeah, book yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. They, oh, but is it an adaptation? So it's two parts of something. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Is it the God's Father? No. Okay. No, no, no God's Father's here. Um, uh, two pa- are there more parts? No, no, no. Is it uh, Jurassic World and Jurassic World 2? No, no, um, unfortunately not. I mean, not. Those, are, those are four and five. Um, six, if you can. Anyway, um, oh, okay. Great movies. <laughs> I, I have been thinking a lot recently about how I saw Fallen World at the cinema and I could not tell you anything about it. I, I can. It's Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, uh, Fallen. Yeah, sorry. And I can tell you everything about it because yeah. uh, it's about three different movies. Yeah, uh, all put into one, and, and it's it, so good. And it's like that. So it, it, it ends off a little girl clone <laughs> releasing all the dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah because she'd be like, they're just like me because yeah. I'm a clone and they're a clone. Yeah, and she was. It was written and shot that she was half human, half dinosaur. And then they removed that in editing. That's I why know, I did not know that. Yeah, no, it's, that's one of those things that's like they've never officially announced it, but like fans have worked it out. Yeah, right, right. Um, because why else would you have BD Wong in that? I mean, because you've got to have BD Wong in it. Yeah, you, you can't you can't miss out on the Wong. Or yeah, got to have some white rose. You'd get that reference if you just fucking yeah. watched what? Mr. Robot. Um. Anyway. Uh. Okay. So there's only two. Hmm. There's two, and I would consider both of them perfect movies. Oh, okay. Are they in English? Yes. Okay. Are they uh, Paddington and Paddington 2? There we go. Oh, fuck, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah, third one coming, but... One and two, perfect movies. Yeah. Oh, well, and and the third one, different... Different director. Different director. And, like, it will be... It's just... Oh, you know, they are. They are... I I, I think the third one will be fine. Yeah. But as far like, I, I feel like Paddington 1 and 2... You could just put on at any point in time, like, yeah, I want to watch this whole thing, and yeah, I feel yeah, good I, after. I, 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 I watched those for the first time on a very weird day, where I watched, I watched all three of the Tomb Raider films, then I watched Paddington, Paddington 2, then I watched The Neon Demon. <laughs> wow. Wow. was a, uh, a hell of a day. That's, that's a big jump. So that day uh, got progressively better. <laughs> Until, <laughs> oh, I don't know, Neon Demon isn't bad. No, I love Neon Demon Neon Be- Demon is better than... I think two out of three of the Tomb Raider films. Oh, I'd say it's better than all the Tomb Raider films. Oh, I just think I think Vikander is such good casting. Oh, look, look I, I like I like Vikander. I just think that the movie around her is not. Oh yeah, 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 nearly as good. Uh, um, I, I keep meaning to 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 work up a bit of comedy about how weirdly pointless that bicycle chase is. <laughs> right, right, yeah, I thought yeah. it opens with a bicycle chase. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, why? Why is there why not? a bicycle? Because you can, because you can. But like, bring it back. Yeah. But like, have her bicycle at the end. You know, like, yeah. 
If, you, if want you, to, you want it, you want it, you want it to be Chekhov's bicycle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have her use a bicycle to complete the color puzzle in the movie. <laughs> At <laughs> least she raids the, too. But there's yeah. a color puzzle like a bop it in the, in the oh, Tomb Raider movie. Yeah, it's some shit like that. But it's just seems she's like, it's a color puzzle. I'm like, oh great, what the fuck's that? Okay, so she pulls out a Rubik's cube. <laughs> So Paddington, Paddington 2. Next. Yeah. All right. Um, it, do you have any foreign language films? Films no, not in the English no, language? Okay. I don't like reading. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no. You could, there could be dubbed films on there. But also you could. Anyway. Oh, no. Yeah, no to, to be fair, there is a movie that I do really like called The Wandering Earth, yeah. which is an adaptation of a yeah. Chinese not science fiction novel by a guy called Chesun Liu. Yeah. And the movie, ah, oh, so good. It's, mm. That movie's dumb as hell. It's, it's dumb as it's hell. So, what it, is it's, a, it's a, a logliner for me? Okay, uh, oh, yeah. it's it's in the future. Uh, the The sun is about to explode, or it's, get, it's the sun is shrinking, so Earth it's over the top is frozen over. Yeah, uh, everybody's moved underground. Got you. Yeah. Uh, but the sun's going to explode, so they need to leave the solar system. How are they going to do it? That's right. They turn the Earth into a spaceship and they build giant rockets on the Earth, and that's how the movie starts. Yeah. yeah. That, that's the starting point of this movie. Well, that's why the Daleks invaded in 2150. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. And, yeah, to, to drill out the Earth's core, turn us into mm-hmm. a flying spaceship. Oh, that, that's also the, uh, uh, that's also like sort of the plot of the first Ratchet and Clank game. Yeah. <laughs> where, uh, where, uh, where the, 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 the bad guy's like stealing parts of different planets to make his own new planet. Should I? I've never Ratcheted or Clank. They're, Should they're, I? They're, they're pretty fun, they're, yeah. Yeah, they're very fun. They're like very cheesy and stuff, yeah. but they're great games. When I inevitably when 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 PS fives get issued to people who aren't millionaires, yeah. I, I will I will play them. Oh um, yeah, my flatmate has been playing the new one, and ah oh, man, so good. Yeah, so rift good. apart with rift the apart. switching yeah. between. Oh man, it, it's such a fun game. Yeah, no, it looks so good. So any animated films? Um, I mean, like Paddington is kind of animated. Yeah, no, no, no animated. Mm, okay, mm. so La Jete. Hey, <laughs> it's it's a film just of still images. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and is in a foreign language. Oh, man. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. there's the English. Yeah, anyway. Um, all right, so any... Uh, how, what decade is the earliest film on the list from? Uh, 1990. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, ooh. Is it directed by, uh, let's say, Quentin Tarantino? No, no, no. <laughs> Is it directed by David Fincher? No. Oh, okay. Okay. To, to get a bland white dude's almost, opinion almost, on me. Yeah, almost always you get one of those. Is, is, it, a, is it a science fiction? Yep. Okay. All three of them are. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, Dark City? No. Why am I guessing with so little information? Okay, are they like... Is, is thinking of this earliest one. Yeah, okay. For, uh, for this earliest one, here's a clue. We've already been quite close to it. I, oh, now I just have lost all information <laughs> that's in my brain. <laughs> is it, okay. Is it, is it like space science fiction or people are on Earth and people, being such? People on Earth. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, is, is it the Matrix? No. Uh, no, no. Uh, oh. Why can't I think of any science fiction film? It's not Independence Day, right? No, no, it's not no, a no. Roland Emmerich. No, no, no it's, it's it's Godzilla. <laughs> I mean, love it. Even of the gods, American yes. Godzilla yeah. film. Yeah. That's the fourth worst one. It goes Godzilla vs King Kong. Is that what yes. the new one was called? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kong vs Godzilla. I can't remember who gets top billing. No, I think I've... Uh, big money, big monkey vs big lizard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then. Then it goes the first 
Godzilla yeah. movie. Mm. That, yeah, the Rogue the One. Reboot, one. Yeah. 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 Mm. And then the second of the reboot, King of the Monsters, <laughs> then Old God. Oh yeah, like, but and that's the ga- that's the big gap. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. No, I, 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 I think- the, in, you're in the right sort of area though um, with like blockbuster. Oh, is it? Type. Is it? Oh, a Jurassic Park. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. Of course. Yeah, best movie of, of all time, Jurassic Park. You okay. should have got this sooner. As, as, as yeah, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. No, that, my firmest that does... held opinion on movies is that Jurassic Park is the best movie. Yeah, of a certain kind of film. No, of all films. <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> I was agreeing. <laughs> you, you were agreeing, but you were agreeing in the wrong way. Okay, uh, what? Okay, what is? Uh, you think that's the best film ever? What? Yeah. Do you, what is the best bit? What is the peak of cinema for you? Within moment, which moment is it? Is it when they see the dinosaurs for the first time and the, and the like theme starts? Or, or yeah. clever girls? Yeah, no, no. It's yeah, it's 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 the first bit where they're in the car. And um and Dr. Sattler is looking at is looking at a leaf being like, These leaves shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. And then And then they come across that big pile of shit and you're like, Oh yeah. That's later on in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then Even Sam ne- and then Sam Neil <laughs> he's in in the little Jeep and he and he takes off his sunglasses yeah. and he stands up and then he's like, Oh my god and then he turns Dr. Sattler's head <laughs> and they're like, Oh my god <laughs> and then and oh so good. It's yeah. the best. It's it's great, and then there's there's brachiosaurs, and they're big, and they go like moo. Sort of. <laughs> Are they? It's they're not. Uh, no, like, I, I, the I, Lost World isn't also on this list, though, right? No, 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 no. It's Dr- Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park One is a genuinely great movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the rest of them are really bad, except for Fallen Kingdom, which is a great movie because it's bad and <laughs> oh, because it's three bad movies. I, the the bit when they're in the the bird cage in three, I really like. Yeah, that's There's in I I watched I watched two again last year, and and there's a bit where like. They see a dinosaur for the first time, and it looks so shitty. And the theme starts yeah. playing. And you're like, "No, this sucks now." Yeah, <laughs> like, like, it, it, like two, two has the same problem that like all of the Hobbit movies had, where like, oh, you you use like you you if, like when you did this the first time, you you use like practical and CGI like yeah. together in such an impressive way, and this time you went all in on digital. And it looks like garbage. And like the most telling moment in Jurassic World is that the moment the theme plays is over a photo of a hotel, <laughs> over like zooming into <laughs> right, a theme yeah, park, yeah. and you're like, nah, are you really going to do quite the same? Yeah, good, good one, Colin. Um, old, oh, old yeah. Colin. You yeah. excited for Jurassic Park I 6? I cannot wait. I will I, see it. Yeah. I am going to do my best to get to the premiere, the New Zealand premiere. Um, and and then come back and report on it for us as our Jurassic and, Park correspondent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we definitely have you back to do films that aren't about people who are blind. No, I, I understand it. I, as, as someone with low vision, I am only qualified no. to talk about other people with disabilities. I get it. I understand. Uh, you're not. Oh my no, God. You're, you're, uh, you're, you're not qualified to do that? Yeah. Also, then, my opinion doesn't matter. Is that what you're because of my eyesight, I don't have a valid opinion on these films? Yeah, yes. Yeah, you're right. That's all you're saying. And that's why every other film we've done has been about either someone with crippling depression or, I don't know, whatever's up with Finn. Question mark, exclamation mark. Or about someone trying to find themselves. Yeah. Okay, so we got two more. Yeah. Uh, uh, are they, they're both Naughties films? Um, I think they're 
Hang on, I'm just trying to think of it. I'm pretty sure they're both within the last like ten to fifteen years. Okay, okay. Uh, it is okay, and we're both we're in. Do we have a space one, a spacey one? Both, both on Earth. One, uh, uh yeah, both still Earth. Ah, uh, yeah, but science fiction. But like in the future, or one's future, one isn't. Okay, is one Alita Battle Angel? No. no. Uh, <laughs> That's a good movie, though. Yeah. No, I, I feel like it got, it got like bad reviews, and I watched it, I was like, no, this is fun, this is great. I just wish and, that film had 5% less violence and no swearing, because it's a perfect kids' film. Yeah. Like, that film would be, like, change nothing about that film. Is one of them Inception? No. Okay. Any, no Nolan? No Nolan. So, damn. Because ten, Tenet, you tenet on there. That tenet, yeah, tenet's yeah. obviously tenet, tenet slaps. Yeah, no. This God. is we have, <laughs> we of all the films we've spoken about. The two things we've spoken about the most are, I believe, Tenant and Linda Cardellini. Because <laughs> she's just in loads of films. I watched I watched Tenant again a while ago. I was at home and I, I I smoked a bit of weed and then I had a couple of rum and cokes. So I was I was in a real good mindset and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm gonna watch Tenant. I don't need to think it. I need to feel it. And holy shit, it works! I, yeah. It's such a good movie. It's, yeah, it's, I, it's uh, the best. I do. Apart, apart from we 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 yeah, yeah we we saw it together in IMAX. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's like I, I've had many great transcendent experiences in the cinema. When when we get to talking about City Lights, one of my really early memories of cinema. Uh, is seeing it in the film festival uh, in Wellington in the embassy with a live orchestra. That was great. But like recently, not counting the father, which uh, I don't. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, lot, and, and when I say talk, I'll, I'll cry. cry. My yeah, voice yeah. will crack a lot. Um, like, yeah, seeing Tenant for the second time in IMAX while incredibly high <laughs> is just one of the best experiences <laughs> of my life. <laughs> It's just like I just remember when he first when when he when he's first been inverted and he steps out into the reverse car chase. Mm. Well, except now, and I was just like, oh shit, man, what a film! Yeah, uh, uh, so, okay. let's uh, watch it right now. Yeah. So you, you, you know, recently there was there was a guy who was like fired from IGN for writing a negative review of an episode of Loki. Really? Yeah. So, well, yeah. Fuck yeah, it. So, yeah. It, was, it was probably justified depending on which episode it well, was. Yeah. So, it was so, episode five, then yeah. Uh, I think it was episode four, and like, oh, that he, was also bad. Anyway, oh, it, was, it was four or five. Yeah. But he, yeah. he he like gave it a middling review, and he'd been given the episodes of Loki fairly middling reviews, like like fours and fives or whatever. Yeah. And and the 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 Loki fans were so mad at him that they like. That they they were like all cool, like contacting the IGN and they were like harassing him on Twitter. Yeah, and then the like day after his his negative review of Loki went up, he was fired from IGN, and they got a new guy in to redo the review, and he gave it an eight. Jeez. But I, I went back and I was reading some of this guy's other reviews on IGN, and he did a review of Tenet, which is fantastic. Okay, great. It's, it's like. It's, I'm just so sick of the emotional damage of hearing people not like Tenet. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's like it, it's like he 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 wrote this like five thousand word article going through like everything like going through everything about Tenet, just like like talking talk about how Nolan constructs action and Nolan's like views on time and stuff. It's fantastic. It's a like it's a very good and very thoughtful piece of writing. And then the the like the top comment on on IGN, the most upvoted thing was like like. 
uh, no, this movie sucks, actually. <laughs> I, I, here is the one you take. Like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you don't work there anymore. Like, these people don't deserve yeah. you. <laughs> to, to add to the tapestry of this podcast's tenant discourse, um, was I watched uh, Michael Mann's Memory Vice for the first mm. time. Uh, is it the perfect film? Maybe. It's bad. It rules really hard. Uh, 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 the, the joke in the, the Jamie Foxx Tenta Newton sex scene yeah. joke is the best sex scene joke it's in, incredible. In, in, in the history it, of sex scenes. It is uh, early in the movie... Uh, uh, Jamie Foxx and Tanaway Newton oh. are, are, are like in a shower together and, and then they, they like go to bed and they're, they're, they're having sex and after about like 30 seconds Jamie Foxx like it seems like he's come and, and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then and then for about two and then there's a, there's a beat for like five seconds and then he looks down at her and just says no, nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's, it, it's incredible. It's so fucking funny. In, in a movie with almost no jokes. Uh, uh, I and I just, I do think that first cut from either... Uh, black into the club or yeah. from Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx if you're watching the Dreads Club into the into, into the club in, or into the boat race if it's the Dreads Club right? no 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 it's after the the, the, the cut out of that sequence oh, into okay. the club which is on you know an encore by Linkin Park <laughs> dun, dun, book. it's just the per- it's the perfect yeah. cut anyway um, is yeah. that um, I, me and Finn were texting because we communicate outside this podcast sometimes um, <laughs> often uh, anyway um, <laughs> talking about In the Heights after seeing it it's good. anyway um, is that like people are like Miami Vice is hard to follow and it's like no it, it's obvious if you pay attention because like ten- both of these films operate in the same way which is that they tell you everything you need to know about how the film operates is incredibly obvious. It just only tells you everything once. Mm. Anyway, so that, that, okay, so is it, is time travel in one of them? Um, no, no, wait. Okay. One, and, one is time ish, but no, it's not like time travel, time travel. Oh, but Eternal it, Sunshine? No. Oh, okay. Time ish. Primer? No, no, that's oh, clearly no, but, a no, time. No, it's not time travel. Actually, no, it is real time. Yes, no, so no time travel. Oh, okay. okay. Um. Oh, all right. Is is, is are, are we is a bit cyberpunk? Is it, are we Blade Runner twenty forty nine? No, one of them is cyberpunky, and it's like I feel like the one is basically the only other movie in sort of like the is uh, is is one of the moon. No, I do like moon though. Oh, moon is really really good. I, I could have put that. But they're both on Earth. Yeah, so, oh, both so Warcraft, right. uh, Children yeah, of Men, absolute banger. Not Children of Men, another great movie. Yeah, um, I, uh, I, I will say, I at least one of these is not as good as any of the movies mentioned so far, but it's <laughs> yeah. still a better movie. Uh, I'm like, uh, mute. <laughs> oh God, I I liked Mute. I thought it was okay. Oh, oh, okay. So we're putting Mute somewhere on the list as a shite yeah. film and having you back because uh, we've got an argument to have. Yeah, excellent. Uh, oh, um. So t- time-ish, but linear. Yeah. Can you give us someone else? Uh, okay. So one of one of them uh, one of them is based on a book, and it's quite weird. And it, oh, uh, is it Annihilation? There we go. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the best movies ever. I and, think Alex Garland is one of the best writers and directors working at the moment. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, is, is, is we have one devs? No, because that, that's a TV show. Mm, but made like a film. It is made like shot, a film. They shot, mm. they shot it out as, as a yeah. block. He's the only writer and director. Um, um, no, nah, it's better as a T. Anyway, um, uh, the other one isn't Ex Machina, though, right? No, no. no. Um, and again, like another great movie. Yeah. But Annihilation just hit me so... Oh, oh. Yeah, what a film. Oh. So, so, Dread. Um, oh, yeah. no, great movie. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah. I mean... The, the, 
the uh, Elf Garland's done, 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 done a whole shitload of good work. Yeah. So, so yeah. this last one, so it's sci-fi, is it sci-fi action? Is it sci-fi drama? It's is it action sci- all the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, is it Terminator Dark Fate? No. Uh, um, uh, I mean, that's a good, anyway, um, and is this the one that's worse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. This is like, yeah, this is not, this is not a highbrow movie. Is Okay. Okay. Are uh, the Fast and Furious films sci-fi? No. no. The, new, the latest one is, right, they go to space like, yeah. uh, in a car. Oh, in a vehicle. No, they they work very hard to explain, you know, when that film just cuts to a, ro- a, ro- a car with a rocket on the back of it, you're like, no, of course, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> with just like normal car windows and windshields, setting up to be pressures of space. Uh, is standalone or f- uh, in a franchise? Uh, it's the first, I guess it's a franchise now. It had a sequel, oh. but it's the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay, this it's not this, but as a philosophical question, is John Wick sci-fi? It's it's urban fantasy, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Um. Oh come on! Again, it's not as good as it's not not as. I I would say this is probably this is it's by a big director, uh, by yeah. a highly regarded director. Is it a Guillaume? Uh, is it a Del Toro? Is yeah. it Pacific Rim? Yeah, Pacific yeah, Rim. Yeah, right. yeah, there you go. Yeah. What, what's your P- Pacific Rim? What is it? Atlantic Rim is the ripoff. Yeah, it, uh, the, the, the sequel is Uprising. Yeah. yeah. Do you have an Uprising take? I liked it. I had a I, good time. I thought, I thought it was a very good Power Rangers movie. Um, I mean, we've already got one of those. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Power, Power Rangers, Rangers colon Turbo, <laughs> I believe it was called. I, 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 I did enjoy Pacific Rim Uprising, but it's nowhere near as good as the first one. No, well, no. Like, um, yeah. But it, yeah, no, anyway. The first one is, again, like a great action movie, apart from the bit where, is it Charlie Hunnam? Is that yeah. who's the lead in it? Where he acts. Yeah, where, where he acts, or doesn't act, and that's kind of the problem. But mm. all, all he seems to do in terms of acting is walking around holding his dick for the entire thing. <laughs> Like he's uh, yeah. afraid it's gonna go away. When you've got your when when your start is appearing in Queer as Folk, and, and your first episode including one of the most graphic sex scenes ever put on television, <laughs> um, like I feel like you're, it's understandable if all your acting that follows it has to involve you just desperately holding your genitals. <laughs> um, so uh, this uh, City Lights. Chuck Chaplin, Chaz Chaplin, as he was on the vaudeville scene. Chazzy C. Um, uh, your first Chaplin full stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have not seen a Chaplin movie. Oh, well, mm. yeah, like, good place to start. Yeah. Um, the only downhill from here, <laughs> according to uh, the sight and sound. Uh, oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, that, <laughs> that, that's true, but also they're wrong, um, because um, I, I prefer Modern Times, mm. I don't think that's controversial, mm. Modern Times is great, and it's a bit more of a film, and this is your first time seeing it, Finn. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, this is the second half of our two-parter on, on Charlie Chaplin, and I just want to, so I've got, I have, man, I have so many Charlie Chaplin fucking reckons. So is, is is this one we're going to talk about the the beginning of his career or the end of his career? We talked about the end of his career. Oh, okay, right. And this is the beginning of his career, but I've realised now that we our intro is forty minutes long. <laughs> we I, cut that down to a tight yeah. thirty. <laughs> yeah. You can uh, cut out all the guessing. And just, <laughs> oh yeah, th- we cut so much guessing out of this <laughs> podcast. Uh, it's oh no. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, no. City Lights is his la- is kind is his last. Proper silent film. Yeah. Um, even it, it was made during the era, uh, uh, 
talkies were coming. The talkies in. were on their way. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, Chaplin's that, got a shitty voice. There, there were a there were a couple out. You yeah. know, like right. this is um, this is like uh, like to, 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 talkies can like start coming out and like. In like twenty nine thirty, yeah, yeah. With they come out around the same time as the circus, which is his previous film. Yeah, uh, and, and then by the time he does modern times, they're they are just the norm. Yeah, yeah, that. Right. Yeah, and, and this film is a silent film. There's no spoken dialogue. It does have sync sound yeah. though, um, and like it starts with an incredible gag, which is uh, essentially. Uh, uh, to pay, uh, the a mayor is giving a big address. Yeah, he, he's un- unveiling a statue dedicated to like peace and freedom. And, and but he's talking. Uh, but what noise is coming out? It's there, like a kazoo. <laughs> Let's hear your impression. <laughs> no, no, shit, shit, garbage. It's not, it's not bad. It was, it was all right. Yeah. And, and, and then a, a woman comes up to speak and <laughs> voices, <laughs> and, and which is just really old Chuck Chaplin being like, uh, "Fuck you guys." Yeah. It opens the film off with uh, rich, rich people are dumb, and it's this big like statue about like oh like peace and freedom and brotherhood, and then they take the like the, the like tarp off of it. And they see that there is a homeless person sleeping on it, and instantly everyone is furious. <laughs> everyone is Dude. so mad that this homeless person is ruining their their statue of friendship and love. Yeah, but they are nice enough to let him just prank about on there <laughs> yeah. for about five minutes. They do, they do let him sort of finger himself on it for a bit, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sort of insert himself on it, and slide yeah. up and down it. Yeah, the, the statue was like a giant hand. Or like a giant chair, I mean, like a Roman guy lying down holding up a sword. I mean, another guy with another hand, and uh, as he tries to get down from from the from from the like part he was lying on, uh, it looks like a sword goes up his ass, but it turns out it just uh, goes through his pants, and he gets stuck on that for a while. There's a there's a very good gag in that bit where uh, where he, he is he is like dangling from the sword, and then the national anthem starts to play, and everyone stops yeah. shouting at him and like puts their hands on their hearts. And he tries to like take yeah. his head off as well, but keeps on, but keeps on like falling over on the sword. It's, it's I, a very good visual game. Yeah, I, like, it, it, I think this Charlie Chaplin guy has a real future in, vi- in visual comedy. Yeah. yeah, luckily, I, luckily the talkies aren't on their way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and like th- th- this this whole segment like kind of still like feels subversive like t- like today about 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 like what america means well and it has it has a uh, uh, um my favorite joke in this sequence is that the american national anthem starts playing so of course everyone stops mm. and puts their hands to their chest and even the tramp with a sword through his pants yeah. uh, uh, has to stop and do it and uh, yeah and, yeah, and, and as soon as the song is over jokes. everyone starts shouting at him again yeah, yeah. yeah. um which uh, seems like a very daring political commentary for an for an immigrant to make. Yeah. But like, I mean, like it, it's it's basically that scene from 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 Children of Men where they're where they're walking out of a building holding the baby and the war stops for like five seconds and then everyone starts killing each other again. It's a good film. Great. Uh, film. If you want to hear us talk about that for like three hours, <laughs> check out our podcast. <laughs> yeah, if, if you were listening to us uh, while we're recording it, it's playing tonight at the Academy. <laughs> I, I do. I just. Uh, I, I know I don't have money. Um, anyway, um, so but like this sequence is very interesting to me because uh, here here is my take uh, on on City Lights. City Lights is Charlie Chaplin's last short. He started uh, and it's it's a very long short, obviously, because it, it's a feature film. Um, uh, but obviously, he came up through well, he came up through vaudeville, got into shorts very quickly yeah. may uh, started writing and directing them himself like it is 
a handful of works in which he is a performer and not the writer and director. Is that like, is that just because he was so popular he instantly got that he, leeway? Or was it just like he had the personality that he's like, no, I am directing my own stuff? I, I think both of those things yeah, are true. And right. I think um, another useful thing is that the guy who was running, uh, is it Keystone? Was that the first I, one? I, yes. Yeah. Um, the guy who was running Keystone just had, had put, a, uh, who was the head, had a, put a lot of stake in his girlfriend or wife. His name is Mabel, played by Marissa Tomei in the film, in a very unflattering portrayal. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Marissa's great. Um, and... and she was supposed to be the star. So there's a lot, a lot of his early films are, are Mabel films. So they're called like Mabel's strange predicament, right. Mabel at the wheel, right. you know, Mabel's busy day. Uh, but the problem is, is that, that uh, it's kind of, I've not seen any of her work outside uh, of films that also contain Charles Chaplin, but she's just not very good. And yeah. so I, there was also, I think, a void. Which and, which is a real talent to be a bad actor when you didn't have to talk. Oh, it, it's so, like, you say, yeah. I mean... Look, it, not, not to sound like Norman Desmond from uh, from Sunset Boulevard, but, like, back, back then, Josh, yeah. people, people had faces. <laughs> yeah, you know, they also had pretty shit cameras. Like. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate. <laughs> they uh, Some of these early ones, especially the Keystone ones, and like these have been meticulously restored. Right, it's still yeah. like you're wash, looking at them through a bath, yeah. like it is, and like a bath-bombed bath. Um, and he, and obviously, though, the, he started doing one-reelers. Uh, the Tramp's first appearance is a, is a half-reeler, which is literally now would just be a Vine or a TikTok, yeah. uh, where he, he's at auto races, and they're filming the auto races, and then the Tramp sees the camera and just keeps wanting to get on camera. And it, it's great. It's literally the SNL digital short, Andy pops into frame. <laughs> um, but also the incredible thing about that short because it was it was the first thing he shot. It, no, no, no. It wasn't the first thing he shot as the tramp. They shot another thing as tramp. But that was the first thing that came out. Right. Yeah. And you see it, and it's him. It's not like he he's he plays kind of other characters a couple of times, but like the tramp is there and you know, fully, it's a fully formed, formed character in this ten second bit. Yeah, it is. Like, it is. It's it's uh it just in, it, it's in, it's incredible. Yeah, and, and I mean he does that until like Monsieur Verdu. Yeah. Um, and it's good it's like it's it's the classic sign of a good movie is when someone says it's good well no yeah. it, it's uh, it's no, it's there <laughs> <laughs> some movies where, where, where we felt like that <laughs> well and like this is like to to split chaplin into three decades in in the teens he made shorts he made nearly a hundred of them uh and, and then in 1921 uh, in 1920 was the first year in a decade where he had not released a film of any format because he was working on The Kid, um, which is his first... It's it, You'd call it a feature now. It was yeah. a six-reeler then. It's like 70 minutes long. Yeah. It's great. Um, and, and that's 1921. In the 20s, uh, he just made... He made a cup. He made like two shorts. But he made a bunch of features. The Kid, The Pilgrim... Uh, Gold Rush, The Circus, and then City Lights in 31. It, roughly every two years. He also made A Woman of Paris in there, which was him trying to create a dramatic film for mm. Edna Purviance, who was his co-star in almost everything. And that film is 
like Edna is great, but it's the stick to comedy chart. Um, and all of those films are great. Like, uh, the, the gold rush and the kid are amongst the best comedy you'll ever see. The kid is great. Well, stoned judge. Uh, uh, and it's great. Well, stoned Finn. Yeah. You um, should try it. <laughs> Um, it, you know, it just gets better and better the more if you are, do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they would be, it would be have, overwhelming. Finn, Finn, have you ever, have you ever, have you ever watched any, any Harold Lloyd while you're cranked out of your mind? <laughs> In my head, that's you in tidy whiteies, like a torn up wife beater. And your head is half shaved and you're just screaming while he's hanging off the clock. I was going, gags, 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 gags. Next week on the podcast, watching Speed with a Speedball. Oh my God. That, someone's done that, right? Oh, like, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. There's some. I think, yeah. I think the, the overlap between people who love wordplay and people who love drugs is, is, is a full circle. I, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, there are some like there are some like shithead movie podcasts in like Brooklyn where 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 they've where they've watched where they've watched like Crank on Crank. They've done Speed on Speed. <laughs> they've done uh, I don't know. Uh, um, mm. <laughs> I'm just I was just I was like, is there a film called Water? Damn. <laughs> They've done. The oh, cook- yeah, they, they 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 watched like water for chocolate while eating chocolate and drinking water. That was one of their like more mellow episodes. <laughs> no, they watch shame while thinking about what they've done with their life. Yeah, oh, yeah that's what that's what I do. when I watch the, shame. The most, shame, the most dangerous of drugs. <laughs> uh, shame, the most dangerous of drugs. Anyway, um, and the and and like the gap between the circus and city lights, which is. The gap where sound is really beginning to take off yeah. um, uh, is is uh, three years, which was had been was the longest gap in his career up until this point. And City Lights is kind of the culmination because the features he made over the twenties are kind of collections of what the material would be in his shorts. Like I think City Lights is great, but you can also see how like there's this opening segment of him fucking around on the statue. That's a one reeler. Yeah, yeah. The him dealing with the drunk millionaire mm-hmm. is a two reeler, and then the love story is a three reeler, and you can see how they kind of mix together. The 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 innovation that comes with modern times, apart from spending five years to make it, like yeah, he made what is it six films in the twenties, and then two in the thirties. Yeah, and and he builds the like biggest, like most complicated sets of all time for yeah. for, for modern times. And, and and like City Lights is where that began. Like uh, uh, famously, that they didn't film for weeks because he couldn't work out how to make one plot point in 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 City Lights work. But it is also you can see the DNA of the shorts yeah. in a, in a, in a, in a way that there are many, like so many of the gags around when he, he meets this millionaire who is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, uh, except Mr. Hyde is great and only comes out when he's drunk. <laughs> yeah. and, and Dr. Jekyll is, uh, uh just, just sort of a grouchy dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they, you know, they, and, g- and also alcohol seems to give him amnesia. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he's, he's got like he's got a reverse blackout drunk. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, every time he's drunk, he's like, "Hey, it's you! Come on, it's my good buddies. friend." <laughs> Everyone who's sober is like, "Who are you? Get out of my house!" Um, who let you in here? Uh, um, who let the dogs out? 
but you know they 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 go out they go out to a club there's dancing stuff you could cut that from the film and you would never know whereas yeah if you cut something from modern times you would miss it yeah. every, every there are low modern times is also a collection of set pieces but yeah, like, 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 like everyone who's in jail and does a whole bunch of cocaine doesn't really tie into the larger plot but it, but it does. But like him going through that yeah, is yeah. important to how the film shifts. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, that that's my big take that this is the biggest and best of his shorts. Um, uh, yeah. That's so mm. after. So we've met this tramp, and then we meet a flower, a, a woman selling flowers. I think she is just called is the she, flower uh, seller. I, I believe she's called Blind Girl. <laughs> uh, yep, uh, Virginia. <laughs> Cheryl? I mean, you know, there's that's no different to calling her the flower seller. You're just like, what's an arbitrary yeah, thing what, about what's, her? What, what's 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 one of the uh, what's one of the two characteristics we gave yeah. her? <laughs> yeah, uh, 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 married uh, in 1934. She married Carrie Grant. Oh, yeah, they got divorced the next year. Oh, so, well, uh, Carrie, yes, rap scallion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm. I mean, she got married four times, so maybe it goes. Maybe she's both the rap scallion. But like this is her first, like her one role before this was as an uncredited supporting artist, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, Chaplin liked to pick unknowns, or as maybe we would use it in the modern terms, groom people. But anyway, um, yeah, no, <laughs> Look, he, he 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 just liked to find people who had uh, who had a lot less uh, fame and power than him, and make them have to hang around him all the time, where where he was born in control of everything. That's normal. I do that all the time. (laughs) Um, And and she, she did other stuff after this, but not much and nothing you've heard of. You know, she's she's in a Charlie Chan film, which uh, oh, you know. Um, Oh, don't worry, it's lost. Um, Right? Yay! Um, Seems like she probably should have stayed with Cary Grant. Yeah, Um, and it would have been. Yeah, no. On the timeline, it's highly likely that Cary Grant saw Charlie Chan's greatest case and was like, that actress who's playing Barbara Winterslip, I'm going to marry her. <laughs> Is he cool now, Finn? I mean, I mean, I, I was one who was like pro Cary Grant, the previous Cary Grant episode. You were the one who thought he was terrible. Yeah, no, I'm asking if he's still cool. Yeah, no, I think he's... Yeah, I, I think him seeing that woman in a racist movie, like, yeah, I should, I, I, I can fix her. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> he's I a good guy. Yeah, he's like, a good guy. By the by, the time she's done with me, she'll be in Money Mad. <laughs> she'll be in What Price Crime? She'll be in Troubled Waters. And then hopefully in 1983, she'll be in a documentary miniseries called Unknown Chaplain. That's all he thought while watching Charlie Chan's Greatest Case. Um, but she, I think she's. Okay, casting a sighted person to play someone called Blind Girl, not great today. No. No, unacceptable yeah. today. Hey, look, it depends. Look, if, if Emma Watson's available, or Emma Stone even, or one of the Emmas to I do just, it. I think it would. What about Emma Roberts? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who that is, but I'll, I'll back it. Eric Roberts' daughter. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, did Ju- Julia Roberts' niece. Oh, well, she's got Julia Roberts' acting ability. Bring her in. Uh, no, no, not quite. She, she's, like, fine. Yeah, no, she's not. She was good in the Nancy Drew film, I remember. Uh, I saw that film when I was, like, 20. I should not have done that. I was in a real bad place. 
Uh, that doesn't sound like you. <laughs> Fuck you. No. <laughs> ah. <laughs> if you were not going to watch a movie because you're in a real bad place, you wouldn't watch movies. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Great. So this is now cyberbullying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my name's Yuvashite. I've never uh. seen a movie before. <laughs> yeah. Describe me. What's the movie? Uh, uh, that doesn't. Can I watch this while Sand? No. Okay. Great. <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, casting casting a sighted person to play play a blind person, not great in say nineteen ninety two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why you'd bring up the year nineteen ninety two. It's just just a random random <laughs> yeah. one to go for. But yeah, but then also yeah, in the nineteen twenties, sure, or nineteen thirties, yeah. like obviously, of course, they're gonna. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, but I I think she's great. I, yeah, I yeah, think, I she, think does she does a good job. I think she's a pretty, like, you know, a likable screen presence, despite not doing much. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Her, like her, 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 her sort of whole thing is just to seem like the, like, nicest possible person. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and just seem like she is someone who, like, deserves everything, which I think she, yeah, she does a very good job of. Well, and she has a tough break in that a lot of what her character exists to do is have other characters not tell her stuff. Like, yeah. her mum finds out that they're about to get evicted, they can't pay rent. Hmm doesn't tell her and like charlie chaplin like the plot of this film is she thinks charlie chaplin is rich um but he's not um because of a misunderstanding based around a car which is the specific plot point that that charlie chaplin took and could not work out yeah um and and both of those things require you to understand why you wouldn't want to trouble her. And not in a sense of like, I don't think anyone is not telling her because she'd fall apart. It's just, she's too not, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. She just seems too nice to be like, Hey, we're going to be homeless. Yeah. You don't want to trouble her. Yeah. Um, and like, she doesn't get much comedy business, which is, there are a lot of people who don't get much comedy business in Chaplin films and so are boring. And yeah, I mean, he, 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 he likes to make himself the star. Yeah. Uh, but in, but in this, yeah, no, like, do you think about her and, 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 and at the end when spoiler, they get together, you're like, oh, that's, yeah, I like, I like that for both of them. Yeah. And, and unlike a lot of uh, romance movies at the time, it's not like, there's not him like browbeating her into being in love with him or like, or, or, or him like tricking her. She, she like she like sees him. Her, her like her sight is finally restored at the end of the movie because of her new medical treatment. And she 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 sees this tramp walking down the street, and she offers him a flower and 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 some change. And then when she goes to hand it to him, she touches his hands and realizes, oh, these are the these these, these are the hands of 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 the, of the like millionaire of the of the man who restored my sight. But he's a he's a he's a poor guy now. I yeah. mean. And she she like looks at him and she's like, you? And he's like, yeah, me. <laughs> and, and then and she she just like gives him this this like inc- this like really like lovely look. And then it comes back to Chaplin. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> he's doing the Kubrick stare. Yeah, he's, he's, he's doing the Kubrick stare, but if his but like but like but like more horrifying. <laughs> Yeah, true. Because it's got the Charlie Chaplin moustache and his teeth are just like fully out. In, in, in the Kubrick stare, it's usually it's like, Mr. Bean stare. Yeah, no, <laughs> yes, yes. No, it's 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 a it's a Mr. It's if Mr. Bean was like was being eyes wide shut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's like it's that it is quite a good like romance story in it because mm. like 
Yeah, other, other than the initial like misunderstanding of her thinking he's rich, and then when he finds out she needs money, yeah, despite himself being homeless, yeah, he's like, I need to get a job so that she won't be homeless, yeah, yeah. and yeah, then it, yeah. and then he's like, Hey, rich bud, can I can I please borrow some money? He's like, Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, I'll give you like a thousand it's a billion bucks, dollars. Cool. Yeah. And well, like, there's a tenderness to the way that because most of their flirting is like just holding each other's hands, mm, yeah. like, and but like there is a chemistry to it. Mm. Like you buy you buy them together in a way that is, uh, yeah, it's just quite lovely. Yeah, um, and like th- 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 there is also like an element of he he like. He wants to like look after her. He wants to protect her, but it but it, it doesn't feel as like paternalistic as those relationships often feel. Well, it, it doesn't feel like he's like 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 he's trying to like turn her into, into a child. And I mean, yeah, yeah, like he wants to pay her rent. Yeah, and, and like you know, I mean, the government should pay everyone's rent. But yeah, no, yeah. It, 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 this is a movie about a guy who's really into being fin-dommed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the which way is what all the little tramp movies are about. So I, I do... <laughs> uh, um. And like the way he eventually earns that money is uh, in a boxing match, which is another short <laughs> just in the center of this, which yeah. is just like, what if the tramp was in a boxing match? And it's, oh, it's a real good one as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah the, the, it's exquisite. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the level of like gags per minute of a boxing match is crazy. <laughs> and, it, and it's all like the choreography of it, yeah. like the dance of it. And it's like, Two or three minutes without a cut, and you're just yeah. like, it's just, oh god, yeah, it's great. It's, um, yeah, it's like, and there's like the bits in it because it's like the premise of it, oh, a lot of it is he's hiding behind the referee hmm. and circling around so the other guy can't hit him, yeah. and then it like really seamlessly gets it so that he manages to get in behind the other guy, yeah, and so the guy who wants to hit him can't see him behind the referee, yeah. but assumes he's there, so they keep going around in a circle. That's a great gag. Yeah, all, all, all the value points where you're like. He'll, he'll like go around in a circle so many times, but he like he like tricks the other box into thinking that that like the like referee is the opponent, yeah. and then so like he becomes the like referee for a couple seconds. Yeah, and it's <laughs> uh, and then and and when he gets punched, he reacts in a way that goes like that's hilarious, and obviously that's how the tramp reacts. Yeah, like yeah. it is it is like the whole the 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 clear completeness uh, of this. Mm. Um, uh, my other reckon on this film is that this whole film is uh, is how Charlie Chaplin sees his career, and uh, that he's secreted his way into success and is <laughs> tricking everyone. Um, because yeah, it's a metaphor point, for imposter syndrome. Oh no, or or like I'm just quicker than everyone. <laughs> like I'm I'm just getting by. I just want to do the right yeah. thing, and, and and I've done it by being slick and making friends with. Oh, man. With, with millionaires. <laughs> okay, so how does he meet this millionaire, guys? So he he's he's going. Uh, he's he's like down by he's down by the river in uh, whatever city this is by like a canal. I think it's I think it's supposed to be New York. Yeah, just because a lot of awnings. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and he, he's 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 sitting on a bench and he's uh, he, I think he's he's got his handkerchief out, which he's going to use as either a blanket or a pillow. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's 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 like bunking down for the night. And then a man in a tuxedo comes down the stairs to the canal, uh, uh, brings out a brings out a rope, ties a noose, puts it around his neck, gets a giant rock out of seemingly nowhere, <laughs> out of this pristine area. There's yeah. just a big old boulder. Yeah, he 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 ties the other end of a rope around that rock and is going to uh, throw it into the water and uh, hang and drown himself at the same time. 
Um, and, and which is actually not very effective because, like, for drowning, you need water to go into your lungs, and for hanging, you need to like, like, it, it, it like cuts off your windpipe. So you can't. You're doing two opposite also, things, yeah, really. Also, it was quite a long rope. So unless it was deep immediately off the edge, yeah. he was going to have a lot of leeway to bob to the surface. Mm. Well, well, and then there's various mischief, and of course it ends up with, with the tramp having to... Uh, getting thrown into the water yeah. with the rope attached to him. And like he, he swims to the top, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I don't think this... I think this was more of a cry for help. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this millionaire, his wife's leaving him, so he's going to kill himself. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then, then the, the standard the, comedy stuff, yeah, fun for the whole family. Coward without his the courage of his conviction, he yeah. wasn't going to do it. The the the, the tramp saves <laughs> them. They decide they're friends now. Is, is that your proposed punch up for this film? Where it is, like, it's, <laughs> it's almost identical, except the millionaire isn't a pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the weekend at Bernie's. It. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Like, actually, yes. Yeah, Ch- Ch- Chaplin could have done a really good weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. Movie. <laughs> He could have done a real good anything. Mm. Um, I mean, uh, anyway. See, because um, you do it, that the millionaire tops himself, and then the butler comes down because he's been waiting up in the car like a good butler slash driver. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he goes, where's my millionaire friend? And Charlie Chaplin's like, he just jumped in there. I'm trying to help him, but I can't swim. I'm, I'm poor. I didn't get swimming <laughs> lessons. Uh, and then the butler's like, well, I had to get them for butler school. <laughs> and then, and so they fish him out, but he's dead. And then the butler's like, you did this. He's like, no, no, I was, I, look, what do I have to gain? And, and there's that fair point. And then butler's like, oh, no, I'm going to lose my job if, if, my, if my master's dead. Yeah. And Charlie Chaplin's like, well, what if, what if we pretend <laughs> he's alive for a little while? Like, I'll, I'll just, I'll put him over my shoulder. We'll put a pair of sunglasses on him. We'll have a party. So everyone knows he's alive. And then we'll, you'll be sweet. You'll still have your job. I can, I can be the new millionaire. Everybody's happy. That's my pitch for how we rewrite this movie. Give it a bit of punch up. And I have, like, right. and move, we... it, uh, move it up a couple of spots on this list. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, and my, 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 um, yeah, I, I pitched during the film an alternate ending because after the boxing match, obviously, uh, he wins, but, uh, but he, he's all woozy. So he goes mm. to lie down. They put boxing gloves above him. One bonks him on the head. Yeah. You, 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 you can see, you can see the wire attached to a glove going off screen. <laughs> And, and you're like, oh, that one's going to fall on his head. <laughs> yeah. uh, and my, my, my idea is that just caves his head in. It just toxic avenges his brain. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and that somehow the next scene, it involves the flower seller who's still blind at this, in this version, uh, going to the funeral somehow thinking it's their wedding. Well, yeah, you, 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 you take a couple of weeks off filming to, to try and figure out how that works. <laughs> I think, like... I, I think it's doable. Yeah, yeah. I did. Is there a misreading Braille joke in it, or no? No. Okay, we we can yeah. break. We'll go on story break the Freddie Wong podcast <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and work it out with them. Uh, gotta love any podcast that's like it's from the creators of Video Game High School. Yeah, great series. Very good. Not disagree. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Oh, I really liked it. I I. I is is I never saw the second or third series. Are they worth going back yeah, to? Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Okay, and just sad that they didn't because they because the whole point of them doing VGHS was so that they could then go to like you know fucking Paramount or Universal or Warner Brothers yeah. and make films and just 
as as Freddie Wagner tells us, like they don't fucking care about the internet. Yeah. They they don't even though like Freddie W just cute like if I had twenty million dollars to let him make a film, I'd it, be like, oh, you know, I'd pay off a lot of debts. Yeah. You know, you yeah, know, yeah, just maybe my, buy a house and put some into sharesies. But then yeah. after that, and, and like obviously uh, buy, helping the community, yeah, and no, 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 starting no. a second comedy club in New Zealand, <laughs> maybe buying buy buy a new bookshelf, my Blu-ray. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm working on that. Yeah, it's it's very odd that that is the attitude, and it still sort of seems like the attitude. Because and then they go and like they'll get like Instagram famous people and like TikTok famous people and put them in the shit. You're like, why? Why when there's people on YouTube who have been making short films yeah. for no money, yeah. for fifteen years, and then when those people are given the funding to make films. They always have to end up making them in a way that can also be cut down into like Quibbies or YouTube videos, yeah. and so they right, end yeah, up being like what happened with 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 Charlie McDonald. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so yeah, we we get this film that is like modern times. You should watch yeah, no, this was time. a seamless way to cut back in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I saw it. I saw what you were doing. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, uh, like modern times is very obviously about like the worker yeah. in, in society, and this film uh, in City Lights is is less obviously, but I think as ardently about class, mm. right? Yeah. Um, and like this millionaire is as much as an, of an idiot as the tramp. The only difference is that he has money. And it is the other working class people, the butler, who enforce his power. Um, and the, like, yeah, the, the 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 it's the it's the it's the butler and 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 the, and the police who 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 enforce the power of the, yeah. the, the, the millionaire wields. And, and, and the time someone shifts class in this film is, is when they get money. And she, uh, uh, the the flower girl and her mother set up a flower shop. Mm. Um, and and, it, and it's lovely. And she keeps seeing. Rich men and being like, I hope that's him. Um, yeah. Anyway, so he is. He's a bit political. Yeah, and but, especially it's like because it's like the yeah the millionaire is like, you want a thousand bucks? Cool, sure. Couldn't care less. Take it. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, that, and, and, and then that, they're like, they're like changes the, these people's lives. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah, like this money that he that he like just that just hands to his friend while he's drunk is able to like restore someone's sight. <laughs> Like get 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 like stop him from get being evicted. Yeah, get him to start a business. Like you yeah. probably have gone to space with it. Otherwise, though, <laughs> yeah, Do yeah, you... that's the real tragedy. He could have gone to space. When when he could have drove drunk in space. When Jeff Bezos at in his cowboy hat was like, I want to thank all the Amazon workers and customers for, you for, paid for, for this. sending me to almost space. Um, do you think that? Someone on his PR team was then immediately put into like mental health respect <laughs> <laughs> because like you get like because yeah, yeah, one of them definitely quit. They're like I, I don't want to yeah, deal I, with I, that. I, yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't. I, can, I, can, I like. I cannot fix this. <laughs> yeah, you, you. We worked so hard. We got you. We got you to put the cowboy hat on. We're trying to make you a man of the people. We're we we're currently working on suing NASA because they said you actually aren't an astronaut. <laughs> so, I, I, I actually, yeah, well, no. I'm, uh, I, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I would not put it past them. They've they, yeah, they, okay. not done that yet. Yeah, they I'm, just seemed like a too real a thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah, that seems like what do you do? I mean, the Washington Post has definitely put up a uh, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah. he, he is an astronaut. 
um, uh, article, um, as well as one being like, no, he's not, to, to prove that they're fair and balanced. Yeah. <laughs> they've got an opinion column from, from, from George W. Bush, and to balance it out, they've also got an opinion column from, oh, uh, Dick Cheney. <laughs> 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 they, um, uh, so yeah, Josh, this is your first chaplain. Obviously, you'd seen Biff, bits, yeah. you've seen gifts. What's it like seeing Chaplin for the first time? Um, it's pretty interesting. It is like, it's very gag heavy. Like the number of jokes yeah. they managed to put in is impressive. And also like, it's always a hard thing to put, like to have a joke that advances the plot in itself is hard enough. Yeah. To do that with visual gags yeah. and have no other way of advancing the plot yeah. is a really good, like it's a really hard thing to do. And it's probably kind of why, like, Charlie Chaplin is, like, in terms of the broad scope of people's opinion on movies, yeah. is the only one that is remembered now. Yeah. And it's because he was the best at it. And you can sort of watch any one minute clip of his, and there's like four or five visual jokes in there. Well, and they're all so effortless. Mm. And it's also, like, unique. Like, I, I was going to watch all of his shorts, but then. Oh, uh, anyway, <laughs> then I saw the father, um, you know, uh, but I've seen loads of them. And the thing that is impressive, because like looking across Buster Keaton's work, who is also great, who is yeah. like, um, but like there's repeated material, like you see gags over and over again. And like, obviously the tramp is a genre, there's misunderstandings, uh, uh, uh you know, he sees an object that looks like an object another object yeah there's, there's a great bit of mystery someone offers him some like some like melon and it's on it's on a plate with like a star design and then he says oh oh yeah he's like oh yeah just just, just like leave, leave 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 it leave it leave 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 it on the armrest but but, but, but the way to take takes the plate away and then a bald man wearing a star-shaped like 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 hat with a cutout for his bald fucking head <laughs> comes and sits down and uh, then, then the, the, the tramp like goes over with, with like a spoon and a fork and starts trying like like gonna Ray Liotta and Hannibal yeah, so, yeah. So, starts trying like get his brains out and the guy like takes off a hat and looks up and I'm like hmm? and oh. and then that's that even that's a fu- like it's a funny reaction yeah. as well because you're like if I don't know if someone was trying to cut into my head I wouldn't do it more than that excuse me sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah please, like, please like, this has happened before I know the deal I've got a grapefruit here <laughs> but like that is not and like even from his shorts it's not just like vaudeville routines with a camera pointed at them right, he's yeah. inventing new stuff like they are all yeah the like I recommend watching a bunch of Charlie Chaplin shorts because my thing was like I'll watch a bunch of these I'll start seeing what the game is the bits he's doing that he's churning through I was like no and each one like some are very similar right, a lot yeah. of them are about chasing women yeah but like this because that's a gag yeah because that's the only I do type it all of comedy time, that existed yeah. then I mean in this the variant is creepily when when she thinks you've left creepily standing there and watching her because she can't see you yeah. Which is, uh, I mean, who hasn't? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's, and that's one of my favourite pastimes is to to chase women and then be like, no, I'm doing it as a joke. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I of course like 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 to stand near blind woman. Uh, I, I call it manhuntering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I call it. Oh no, I can't think of anything else with blind women. A uh, blind woman in it. Ah, uh, oh, uh, a blind. Is there no? There's a. There's a. Deaf woman in the West Wing, and they're the two. 
Marley Ma- anyway. Um are you going to check out other ones? Probably not, no. You should, uh, though. I, I probably should. Yeah, I probably should watch some because, yeah, I enjoyed that. It was a good time. Well, and, and uh, just, and, like, I'm... Uh, well, you, yeah, you, you just, you've had a good time. Are you, really, are you ready to have a modern time? <laughs> he gets trapped in a machine. Yeah. Oh, the bit where he gets trapped in a machine is great. The bit where he does cocaine is great. <laughs> There's a bit where he... Uh, where he uh, uh, where, where he uh, destroys a boat? <laughs> oh God! Yeah, he he fucks like, that boat up. And like you, you you you're like right now you you're like thinking about like a certain size of boat. It's much bigger than that. <laughs> yeah. And he destroys all of it. <laughs> is um, he the reason the Titanic sunk? Is that oh, what I'm hearing? Like that, that's that's basically what this bit is. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Mainly, I think you should check out the Charlie Chaplin because it's it's uh, great. I'll, I'll tell you what. Yeah. If, all on YouTube. It's all on YouTube. Okay, yeah, no, then I will probably all, watch it. it yeah. It's all out of copyright. Yeah. Uh, wa- uh, watch yeah. the films he in which he is the tramp. Don't uh, if you want to be like, oh, Monsieur Verdoux, oh, l- limelight. Mm, yeah. no. no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I, I probably will because I, I like. Yeah, I mean, if I remember to, oh yeah, I will. Yeah. watch them because like that's it. Like I really enjoyed this. I thought it was very good. Yeah. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to seem out of out of touch with the rest of people's oh, no. opinions on Charlie Chaplin. I think he's got talent. I, I think he's going places. That guy. Oh, I, I, so I, I, out, out of uh, the shite or sound, well, which 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 would you call it? Which one is the good one? <laughs> sound. Sound. Okay. <laughs> then yes, yeah, sound. Great. So, Finn. Uh, which which one's the good one? <laughs> it's and. Uh, yeah, and yeah. No, it, it's it's sound. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think I. I, I think there are, there are like individual gags in this that I enjoyed more than than a lot of the gags in modern times. But I think uh, I think overall this is like less strong as a as a film than, than modern yeah. times. But like it's still very very good. Yeah, I'm absolutely with you on that. I think it's yeah, cool. it's like it, it has a simple simple plot. Yeah, but has lots of very funny jokes in it, and that I feel like is what you want from a comedy. Yes. Well, and yeah, as you said, it's like the thing that always galls me as a comedian watching Chaplin is how dense with jokes it is. Mm. That every plot turn is a joke as well. Yeah. Which is when you look like that's not true of Buster Keaton. Buster Keaton has funny stunt bits and then plot bits. Mm. Um. And which anyway. Um. But I'm glad we all agree. I, I I cannot imagine a single person disagreeing. Finn, I, stop. I, oh, no. I was going to say, I can. Uh, you can? Yeah. D- is the person you imagine letterboxed user Ella Marie? No, it's uh, all people who are fully blind. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to yeah, like this movie. They have a real hard time. I think they might be, be like be like Kazoo talking about at the beginning. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I do. It must exist, but audio description of Chaplin. Uh, yeah, it's for, probably for, like. for, 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 It's called audio description for the visually impaired most of the time. Anyway, so, yeah. Uh, um, that would be hilarious. Anyway, uh, Ella Marie, they have written a half star review of City Lights on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. They've What's also the got to say. They've also given it a heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, they say this, I don't, I don't get how this is supposedly Chaplin's best film, along with modern times. It lacks the emotional aspects some of his other films deliver very well. This was cute at times, but predictable. Chaplin enters an unlikely situation and somehow gets out of it. Rather boring and rather stupid. Don't get me wrong. I do appreciate the effect this movie had on future romantic comedies, if you want to refer to it as that. That's a great point. Yeah. But I don't like it. BT dubs, 
I would have totally destroyed Chaplin in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. This film as a model for romantic comedy is actually a really interesting idea. And obviously, like romance has been around for ages, but at, yeah. le- at least a hundred years. I mean, yeah. Before that, it was all just like firm handshakes and eye contact, right? Yeah, With- and agreements between parents. Oh uh, yeah. It's yeah. It's like. It's always it's always interesting when people critique like old movies for being like formulaic, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, because they started the formula. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, like the first one to do it, and everyone is like, oh, that really worked. Uh, to to just uh, quickly jump to one of Ella's other reviews, and they recently watched Rope, gave it four oh, stars, yeah. the Alfred Hitchcock film. Uh, uh, their review, well, fellas, mm, this was gay. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's, yeah, I mean, very it's, gay. It's, it's Leopold and Loeb. Yeah. So, do you guys want to guess Ella Marie's top four films? Sure. One is a silent comedy. <laughs> City Lights. No. Uh, is, 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 is it a uh, is it is it a Keaton? No. Is it a Lloyd? No. Oh. Is it a Chaplin? Yes. Okay. Is it Modern Times? No. Is it a short? Hmm. Is it great that, It is the most debatable when it comes to that. Dicta- great Dictator, not silent. Oh, okay. Uh, is it uh, The Kid? Yes, it is. Okay. Ding! It's just, how, like, I don't know how to do slant-wise yeah, uh, yeah. clues on that. Uh, <laughs> the next one is about a man going to a place. Uh, trying to Busan. Oh, I mean... <laughs> What a film. Uh, is <laughs> about it, a man going to a place? Did you see Peninsula? No, I haven't. Oh, I heard it's really bad. So no, it, 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 like, it is much more ridiculous, mm-hmm. but like, there's good stunts. Okay. People okay. drifting cars into zombies. Okay. Like, it's, yeah, no, Train to Busan, you realize how much of its power was and how contained it was. Yeah. But like, no, there, there's good wacky shit in, in, in Peninsula. Oh, uh, it's about a man who goes to a place. Is it first man? No. Oh. Um, okay, it is. Uh, it's. Uh, is it a political thriller? Kind of. Nah. Um, it has. Uh, y- you don't have it logged as seen, Finn. Okay. Um, That's most movies ever made. <laughs> Linda Cardellini definitely not in it. Oh, not alive for several, for many decades. Okay, so it's quite new. No, it's quite <laughs> old. Okay. Uh, um. Oh, yeah, directed by... Oh, let, let's see if there's anyone who's not the lead in the cast. Uh, Gene Arthur, Claude Rains. Okay. Right, uh, so it, it's uh, uh, it's like uh, the, the 30s film? Yeah. yeah. Uh, tail end of the 30s. Tail end of the 30s. It's all on you, Finn. I okay. Can't name any. I can name The Great Dictator. That's it. Can you think of any film in which the title talks about a man going to a place, though? Um... Man on a train, man in a car. The Englishman um, who went up a mountain and came down a hill. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Um, coming to America. Or, or coming, coming to, to America. America. Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> what a film. Both um, of them. <laughs> they both are in, both certainly films. Okay. Uh, late, uh, late 30s. Yeah. Lord Reigns, Gene Arthur. No, I'm leaving the lead out. Okay, uh, is it uh, is is it an, is it an American film? Yes. Right. Uh, 
that's the place. The place is in America. Okay. It's the main bit of America. Manhattan. No. New York, New York. No, that, I don't, I don't, no, it's no. not, that's not the main bit, though. Los Angeles? No. <laughs> okay, like the important uh, Louisville, bit? Louisville, Texas. The, ca- the capital. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, Washington. <laughs> that's right. Well, I guess that's the main bit. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. So is the lead Jimmy Stewart? Yeah. Is it Mr. Smith Goes to Washington? Ding. There we go. Uh, uh, the next one is, um, uh, we've done it for the podcast. Uh, was it a shite or a sound? It is sound. Sound. Uh, you've already talked about it today. Oh. Is it Veering's and Madam Dare? No, no. Uh, um, it is, ah. Oh. There, yeah, Buster Keaton's in it. Or is it? Uh, oh, right. It's Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. Okay. And so this last one, much more modern film, uh, small cast, maybe only a cast of one. Theoretically, the way you look at it, maybe it's a bit of a spoiler. I was, was going to guess movie forty three. <laughs> I mean, oh, that, like that, that thing's started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but a banger of a cast. But in the sense of like the logic of like the title of Two and a Half Men, you could argue that movie forty three only really has like one person. (laughs) Yeah, no. So it's not a cast of one, but it's kind of one person. Is it Locke? No. Is it a lot in the car though? Right. Is it uh, uh, Nutty Professor Two for clumps? No, it's kind of the opposite. I know it's kind of the opposite of that. Yeah, it is also kind of... I mean, there is a talking animal in it. Is it being John Malkovich? No, but, like, you're you're in the right... Like, if you're in... Okay, if if you're in... It's a swimming pool, right? Being John Malkovich is the shallow end. (laughs) Uh, Chipmunks to the squeak. (laughs) Maybe... No, no. <laughs> Shit. I, uh, I mean, is yeah. It, is it Chipmunks 3 Chipwrecked? I thought there was, is there a fourth? Maybe, I don't uh, know. I'm not super up. I honestly, I, I know the Squeakle, that's about it. Oh, yeah. 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 There's Chipwrecked. I think there might be a fourth one. Yeah. But, yeah. Oof. Is it any of the Chipmunks franchise? Uh, no, okay. no, no. We, 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 we talked a, we talked a lot about the Chipmunks a few episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, because, because one of the supporting characters in the movie Rear Window, uh, is, uh, just like, ha- happened to like, uh, like, like 15 years after being in Rear Window, happened to go on to create Elvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, mm, all right. I w- I won't give you other. I won't give you actors, but I will give you uh, um, uh, characters. Okay. So there is uh, um, Dinah Manager, Dinah Customer, Yvonne, Dancing Janitor. You know the movie oh. with Yvonne? Or Oh, wait, no. Uh, it, right, okay, so this, this is uh, uh, this, this, this is I'm thinking of ending things. Ding! Yeah. What I found. Uh, you seen it? No, I haven't. I I, I keep meaning to because I saw the trailer for it. I was like, that looks very good. It is. It's very good. It'll make you feel bad. Yeah, it's I, good. that's that's yeah. the impression I got from us. Yeah. It looks good. It looks like it'll make me feel bad. I want to watch it. And I just. I, it, anytime I see it, I'm like, 
Not today. <laughs> it, all, yeah, it, all, no, yeah, it, it is very much a not today movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a yesterday film. Um, I don't, I don't yeah. know what, what that means at all. I mean, it's good to have watched it, <laughs> but yeah. you don't want to watch it. Uh, uh, but but like that but like that that movie is like very like uh, very like uh, uh, dark and sad and heady. But there is also I think uh, uh, like uh, uh, along with Nick Samson of the Baby Factory and Baby Done, there is I think the other like funniest joke of of any movie last year is in is, is in uh, is 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 in I'm thinking of ending things. Right. Yeah, if you want to hear us recreate that joke, check out our Shite and Sound Shite and Showdown for the Crown twenty uh, twenty. 20. Deep cut. <laughs> and the fantabulous emancipation oh, of one Harleen uh, Quinzel. Yeah. Um, oh, we had something for this year and then I forgot it. Yeah. Maybe it is just like Minari. <laughs> Nomadland. Um, no, no, many, not many good titles this year. No. Or 1984. No. Oh, no, because Wonder Woman. Yeah, because I gave Kristen Wiig Best a supporting actress. Wonder Woman because I'm a maniac. Yeah, that's a it's a bad choice. <laughs> it's not good in that movie. No mm, one's good in that movie. No, no. I mean, the whip absolutely slaps it, but no. But, I mean, Pedro Pascal, I, I, yeah, yeah. He's fuck. He's he's putting in the work. Yeah, no. He yeah he he made a choice and he stuck to it, and mm, I respect him for and it, it. And it's a good choice. And and I, and and you've considered giving him best supporting actor as well. Yeah. I feel like I feel like he took all all his pent up acting energy that he had from the Mandalorian where he couldn't do any, <laughs> and then just unleashed it all on Wonder Woman. I mean, he, he was not even really on set for that, but um, so. We are. We did also watch Scent of a Woman, and we do also have to talk about it. I can't wait. Um, but I have. I have a pitch. Okay. Because uh, it's two hours and thirty-seven minutes. Uh, the most noteworthy part of our experience was when I was like, "Oh, the film's ending." Um, so I better get up, set up the, the extra microphone. Uh, for because yeah. Josh is here. And um, I nudged the mouse, which revealed that there was twenty minutes remaining, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a just oh 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 my god! Yeah, so at, at a certain point in the movie, I, I I looked at my phone to see what the time was, and and figured out like okay, I think there's about forty minutes left in the movie. And then when it got to forty minutes after that was when you nudged nudged it and it was like yeah and and I realized oh no we are just reaching the the like the beginning of the third act um and uh, I I like the the uh, so Chris O'Donnell you know Robin uh, he he's facing an incredibly bland moral dilemma at his prep school and then spends a weekend. Bad. Yeah, and beard the, the cradle, the cradle of America's future. Yeah, um, the, the single most important school in the entire they've, world. They've ha- they've they have taught both presidents and managers of supermarkets. I think were was on the list. Yeah, uh, like oh, owners of sports teams, yeah. <laughs> all, all the real movers and shakers in society. All the, um, it. And uh, and so he he spends a weekend. He has to look after um, Al Pacino, who's playing like Lieutenant Colonel Frank Slade, who who is who, a, who sounds like the fucking Punisher. Coincidentally, blind as well. It's a real, <laughs> real. No, no, no. It, that's uh, not a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> that's deliberate. <laughs> um, because yeah. I want to be clear, we consider all blind people the same. <laughs> um. 
Whether they're actually blind or pretending to be. And, and, and now this guy, he's a real character, which yeah. is to say... They, they can't tell us about we can't tell them apart. <laughs> oh, oh. Is it a read if it has to be in Braille? <laughs> no. Pass. Can't. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you're listening to this in Braille. That's, that's for the... The deaf, bl- uh, deaf blind listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Helen, uh, Helen Keller's. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> I love film. Yeah, 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 you're, doing, you're doing a braille transcription of this film podcast of a deaf blind. <laughs> she, she really loved the silent film era. <laughs> <laughs> she never saw a bad silent film. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in my head, Helen Keller loved to make jokes like that. Like I've oh, never yeah. seen a bad film. Anyway, For sure. Uh, uh, and, and they they spend a wacky weekend. Al Pacino is going to kill himself. They don't. Uh, Al Pacino is just a massive shithead in a way that is supposed to be kind of entertaining. Well, yeah, it, it's supposed to yeah it's supposed to be like lovable, and then you're sort of like, oh, but he's actually hurting inside. But then he becomes lovable again. Yeah, but the only reason he's hurting inside is because he's blind. <laughs> which... Yeah, it's also it's like he's not he's not lovable. Like your first interaction with him is him calling this like seventeen year old a piece of shit. Yeah, and then throwing <laughs> just, just for standing there. Yeah, and then throwing a. a like a cushion at the window where his like seven year old granddaughter is and calling her a piece of tail. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah, like and the, the first scene where you meet the like, the, the, the hero. Yeah. Be, be, be like the like defining figure of the movie. He he refers to his seven year old granddaughter as a piece of tail. Well and and the insane thing about it's that a real Charlie Chaplin shit. <laughs> is that is that is that we have seen Pacino give because this is hoo-ha, this is literally the hoo-ha Yeah, performance. this is where it comes from. He says it 13 times in a movie. <laughs> Been counted. Uh, I was... He... It got off to a strong start with about four and five minutes. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. V- v- yeah, it... In, in his first in his first scene, he says "who are" once. In the second scene, he says it a couple times. Then there's like then it's quiet for a bit. Then there is a scene. There is like a five minute, five ten minute long dinner scene where he says "who are" like four times, and he and he uses it to express a different emotion every single time. <laughs> it's, uh, it's nuts. But, but then after the first half of the movie, the 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 be like be who ask for a minute really like drops off. Um, but we have seen him give performances like this that are charming. Yeah, and and like and like perform performances after this. Like the, 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 this is the film that he won his Academy Award for. Yeah, this is the film where a lot of people say oh, this is where Pacino lost it. But like, but like two years after this, or like three years after this, he did Heat, which is a like I'd say like a which is a like more toned down performance than this, but like gets just as big at points. Yeah, yeah. And that is such a compelling performance. You like you and like and, and it feels so it feels so much more human. Like it, and that's because Michael Mann is a, a better filmmaker and a, and a better writer than whoever wrote this. Um. Uh. Well, the writer who wrote this, of course, uh, also was one of the writers on Meet Joe Black, mm-hmm. Dick Tracy. Uh, oh yeah, so he just loved working with Pacino, Melvin, and Howard. One oh, flew oh. over the cuckoo's nest. Fuck yes, yes. No, I, I looked this up last week. Yeah, yeah. Oh um, god. Uh, but and and then you know there's a court battle at the end, and it but it, you just it's two and a half hours trapped in a room with someone. This is like what Bill Murray characters would be like to act be in the same room as. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's weirdly. 
not a lot happens in the two and a half hours. No, no. Which is, you should watch Meet Joe Black. <laughs> yeah, where less happens for more. <laughs> um, but like, I, like I like earlier this year, I watched a film called City Hall, which is which is a four and a half hour long documentary about Boston city government. It is an observational documentary. There is no narration. <laughs> there, there is there is no real uh, plot or structure. And that movie is about seven hours shorter than this. <laughs> like, I would so much rather watch City Hall than 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 this again. That movie had uh, more lovable characters and a better dialogue. How many who asked did it have? Uh, none, but there was one scene where, where, where there was one scene where, where there was one scene where a bunch of cops are like having uh, like ha- having like a celebration of how great cops are, and th- it's like this massive auditorium with the audience is just all cops in uniform, and on the stage you, you you only see the like beginning of this of this ceremony where it starts with two police officers singing the national anthem, and they they there is like a a like white man in his fifties and a black woman in her thirties. Their voices are not compatible. They are doing like wildly different singing styles <laughs> and uh, they, they just sing the entire US National Anthem which is one of the funniest songs ever written <laughs> it's, it's, it is I, I think like that is my pitch for the funniest scene in any movie this year it's, it's about four hours deep into City Hall but it's worth it <laughs> Uh, um, uh, but I don't think there is anything of interest to discuss in the plot of this film, but I was looking through its IMDb trivia page, and I think every interesting point of discussion is in here. So, let's, can, what if we take this as the framework, just sure. the, these yeah. 45 entries of trivia, Okay, wow. right, yeah. and let's remember, these are IMDb trivia entries, uh, so uh, lies, <laughs> <laughs> and just incredible, Can I, I'll just start out yeah. with one that, that talks about, um, I'm All just right. saying that some of these uh, yeah, are not, not really trivia or anything, so the first, Al Pacino was helped by a school for the blind in his preparation for this role. He said that he made himself appear blind by not allowing his eyes to focus on anything. Um, The first thing I want to say is, I hope that school burned to the ground. (laughs) And the second is, throughout, like, this is to state the incredibly obvious, his eyes throughout are constantly focusing on things. Yeah. He is very clearly not blind. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it is... He like he his like, body's to to compare to compare it to to the Chaplin movie like in that she I feel like she does a much better job of appearing blind yes. than than yeah, Al Pacino yeah. does because like there's like there's a scene where she's got uh, like an old recorder or what is it what yeah. it called where like a, a, a music a music box from yeah. the old times yeah and she like she's like she, she knows where it is so she goes straight to it. And then, like, hit, like, quickly just moves their hand along because she knows where everything is on it. But it's like, yeah. But that's that is what bl- people who are blind do who are familiar with what they, they have. They use it tactily, yeah. But because it's familiar, it's like it's a very second nature thing. Whereas, have no, you haven't. Have you seen Magnolia? No. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, on the Magnolia special features, <laughs> uh, there, there's a bit of Paul Thomas Anderson doing, uh, or as I call him, Paul Thomas Blanderson. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. How dare you? I like his movies a lot. Bland. Uh, anyway, I know. That's a joke. Anyway, um, uh, I mean, I'm the person who called In the Heights a film I liked is Do the Slight Thing. Um, uh, uh, where Paul Thomas Anderson does an impression of Philip Seymour Hoffman's acting, which is like him going to get a mug from a kitchen and doing it in the most mannered way possible, <laughs> like spidering his hands over everything, <laughs> touching his brow. And that's kind of what, like, 
because yeah, Pacino has obviously observed that like people with with, with visual impairments use their engage with the world physically yeah. um and he has just been like oh this just means i'm constantly just rubbing and touching and and fondling things in a way while just blatantly looking at them uh, yeah it's not i i don't understand why like there wasn't a campaign against him being nominated for best anyway okay so winning so uh so do 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 you want to know who 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 uh, who Al Pacino uh, was up against and beat for 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 best actor? Oh no! Not only do I, <laughs> but uh, you, you already have it up. <laughs> yeah, it was Robert yeah. Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, do you, uh, uh, do you want me to read this in the form of the IMDb trivia? Uh, oh, is, is it on IMDb? It is. It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let, let, let's do the trivia. Pacino originally turned down the lead, and Jack Nicholson, Harrison Ford, Dustin Hoffman, and Joe Pesci were considered. On his agent's advice, Pacino reluctantly accepted the part. He later gave his a- agent credit on Inside at the Actor Studio for making him reconsider taking his Oscar-winning role. Uh, oh, I mean, like, congrats on the Oscar, mate. <laughs> but, like, I... Like, what does it say about Pacino's agent that he read the script about this monstrous, irritating, yelling man and was like, Al... <laughs> You this got it. You got it. This is the role you were born to play. <laughs> yeah. Say hello to my little friend. It's a check for performing this role as as a boisterous dullard. Yeah. So so Zia. So ever sixty fifth Academy Awards. Uh, Al Pacino won Best Actor. Uh, he the, the people he beat are Robert Downey Jr. for Chaplin. Sound. Yeah. Uh, 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 Clint Eastwood in Unforgiven. Like, found. Yeah, what one of one of the best performances Clint Eastwood has ever given. Yeah, and if you're going to give him one, give it for that. Yeah, uh, 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 Stephen Rea for the Crying Game. Uh, yeah, okay. And uh, Denzel Washington for Malcolm X. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Wow. I sound but uh, <laughs> like oh, like the world is broken. <laughs> yes. Um. And for this, for this performance, yeah, it's yeah, it's not even like it's not even a good Al Pacino performance. It's like it's a it kind of feels like a parody of him. Yeah, well, yeah, and like this, this is where all the parodies of him come from. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they are all like you're like, are they caricatures? And you're watching, so like, no, he is literally just yelling <laughs> hoo ha at random. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, like, it's not hoo ha, it's hoo ah, hoo ah, yeah. We'll, we'll, oh, okay, 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 okay. Is but, that hoo-ha, hoo-ha, or hoo-rah? Um, uh, or howdy-doody. <laughs> <laughs> You're my favourite deputy. <laughs> Al Pacino would often remain in character offset, using his cane to walk with, and never looking at anyone when they talked to him. <laughs> <laughs> we just, yeah, okay, great. Just, anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to say, that. he sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. I, and I, what a, what a, Time to stay in character as well. <laughs> well, Daniel Day Lewis did it on my left foot as well. Apparently, we just like Ma- Danny. Come on, mate. No, stop. I am. I imagine if I wonder if there was a point where like the director was there and Robert Downey Jr. was pretending to be blind off stage, like off camera, and the director was just like, I mean, we could have just gotten a fucking blind person if he was going to do this. <laughs> I, 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 I really. 
Uh, man, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, um, but also, uh, nah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I hope the Martin Brest would would have at some point been like, maybe we we don't just have a sighted person just do what ends up being like a cruel parody, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. This, <laughs> the scene on the street where Slade falls over a garbage pan. Oh yeah, yeah. Was actually unplanned. <laughs> was that? Uh, uh, I, was, I was actually uh, I was looking through the uh, I was actually looking through the through the goof section. Yeah, and uh, it, un- under continuity it says uh, when Frank falls on Park Ave, his hair is messed and dry. When they get back to the hotel immediately after, his hair is slicked back and obviously wet. Boo, what a yeah, bad movie. Bad fail. Okay. They're out of 10. Al Pacino and Gabriel Anwar, third build mm. in one scene. Oh, is four, that, four, is fourth that, build. Fourth is build. that Tango Lady? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They rehearsed their tango for two weeks and the scene took three days to shoot. <laughs> like, the ta- like it's n- like, I like, like, that's. It's, it's, it's a pretty it's, well choreographed. It's, it's one of the better parts of a movie. Yeah. Well, and I can because this is a remake of an Italian film. Yeah, uh, for, from nineteen seventy four, like Il Perfumo di Donna. Yeah, yeah, and like actually, yeah. Um, and I can understand how that could be. Well, like my theory on that is is like the reverse Meet Joe Black theory, where I think like Meet Joe Black did well overseas because I think watching it with subtitles or, or dubbed or dubbed would like distance you from yeah. like would make it seem classier and i think i can understand how that that da- the tango scene in a in a foreign language film and like even this lead character mm. makes more sense yeah. if you're actually at a remove and don't have to engage with his abruptness but I like the te- like, I like yeah, the like, tango like, scene like yeah. m- like m- would, m- oh, no yeah. I was going to say it's like the one like like I guess charming. Yes, no, it's one. It's one time where it's one time where he's like actually charming in the movie. Yeah, mm. and it's yeah, he's like at the start, Trick's like I don't want to hang out. He's like eh, let's hang out a little bit. Let's like eh, come on, man. Yeah. But then like after that, it's like it's there's no like weird shit, and it's just them trying to like have a good time, and him sort of like jokingly trying to wingman the seventeen year old. Yeah, yeah and he, they have a nice dance. Everybody enjoys it. And he, he's like, he's expressing a skill. He's being nice to another person. I'm, like, I mean, that scene does start with him oh, just yeah, yeah, hectoring yeah. a woman who's like, leave me alone. Sure. Like, it but, is, but, it's but, a scene but, of perpetual microaggression. Sure, yeah. but, 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 but who amongst us hasn't done that? <laughs> yeah, and then even, like, even the way it ends is yeah. the chick, uh, fiancé or partner or yeah. whoever, shows up. And and instead of being like a whiny little bitch and trying to like get rid of him, he's like, "Hey, I will pay for the drink. It's all good. You guys enjoy your night." Yeah, like it's it's a like a genuinely like a it's him being a nice person. Yeah, it, it, for one yeah, time it, it, in the two and a half hours. Yeah, it, it's it's the only it's the only scene where he doesn't where he doesn't either like emotionally or verbally or psychologically abuse someone. <laughs> well, yeah. and, and, he, he he never gaslights anyone. Well, he, no, maybe a little bit. <laughs> he does talk. Uh, he, yeah. he is paying for those drinks uh, with with money he doesn't have because he's spending all this money cause he's gonna because he's going to kill himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, who is like the uh, sixth lead of this film, yeah. uh, um, auditioned for his role five times before he was cast, blah, blah, blah. I just want to talk. It's great to see Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. What a good guy. 
It's weird to see him young and yes, like he, he is super young in this. Wait, who, wait, who is he in it? He is the he was the the other witness, the oh, other witness right. to the, the horrific. It's for oh shit, yeah, and he yeah he looks he looks real young, yeah. yeah. And they've aged him down, but, but yeah, because he's yeah he's got like he's got like he's got like kind of long shaggy hair, <laughs> yeah. And he's dressed in a prep school uniform. He it does look like a prequel of his Boogie Nights character. Um... But yeah, no, just good to see him. He does well. He has like three scenes. Yeah. And like, it, it, it's an, um, anyway, um, Leonardo DiCaprio auditioned to play Charlie. Mm. Other people who auditioned for the role, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, um, Brendan Fraser, Cole Hauser, Randall Battenkoff, mm. Anthony Rapp. Um, Chris O'Donnell got the role. Mm. Uh, and he, like, I, I, I think like, like obviously, DiCaprio was a much better actor than Chris O'Donnell. I, I, I don't know if DiCaprio would have been better in this role because, like, if, if, at this point, DiCaprio was like was like the right age for this, but yeah. he, but he looked about twelve. Yeah, and like n- nothing in this movie works if he if he if he looks as young as DiCaprio looked at this time. I maybe it makes more sense if it's about if it's more clearly a father son thing though. Mm. Which it does end up being, yeah. But it doesn't. It's just such a nothing part because he's yeah. he's a poor kid at this prep school. He's there on a scholarship. Uh, he sees a terrible, boring, irritating prank happen. Yeah, where they pop a balloon full of cum over the principal's car, over principal's Jaguar. Yeah, yeah which was given to him. Blah blah blah. Yeah, and and, and even though the principal clearly knows who did the prank because. Uh, because this person did a fucking monologue explaining what the prank was while the prank was happening yeah, over the school loudspeaker, and yeah. and this kid has specifically spoken to a principal about his car like the day before. Somehow the principal doesn't know who did the prank, and but he knows that he 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 knows that uh, Charlie and uh, uh, George is is that yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah he knows that Charlie and George were were two witnesses, and so he and so he's like, oh, I'm gonna like kick you out of school or whatever if you don't. If you if you don't like snitch on them, I mean that's supposed to be the like the like emotional driver of the entire movie. It, it's supposed to be the um the conundrum. Yeah, facing it, it, do I tell, do I not? And you're just going to be it, being yeah, like, so, like hanging in the background the whole time. I mean that's what the last like half hour becomes and it, about. That's wild. That is insane. Yeah, because either an hour or half an hour or two hours later in the movie, I'm not entirely sure. Mm. Albertino tells this kid. I've brought you to New York or wherever to so that I can kill myself. And maybe kill you if you won't yeah. let me. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, and, but you're like, but the stakes of this movie are, do I tell on my friends? Well, and it's yeah. just... Not, do I tell on the guy who just told me he's going to kill himself? Uh, well, and it's... Like, yeah, like, v- 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 there is a scene in this movie where El Pacino holds a gun <laughs> on, on Chris O'Donnell and says, I'm going to fucking kill you. Your life is meaningless. You're garbage. Like, I'm going to die. I'm going to fucking take you with me. Yeah. And, th- and that scene is, like, and that scene is presented by the movie as being of lower stakes than a scene where El Pacino gives a speech about, like, the values of this prep school. <laughs> it is... This movie has no idea what it's fucking about. Well, it is so crazy. And, and the moral dilemma leading you through the first act until you learn about the suicide is yeah is this prank thing and you just spend the whole time being like 
fucking tell on them. They're, they're rich. They, Shit. Yeah. They're, mean they're rich you. assholes who get away with everything. <laughs> yeah. They don't like you. Yeah, like they, they, like, they suck and they are using this bullshit, like, code of honor to, to, like, buy, to, like, buy your signs when, when they, when they <laughs> don't. When, like, if the rules were reversed, they would snitch on you in a fucking instant. And that code of honour is, well, and now we can go, oh, yeah, and that code of honour is rape culture. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, exactly, yeah. Um, But, oh, man, it's so bad. Um, Director Martin Brest disowned the version of the film shown on airlines and television. (laughs) Only that one, Martin. (laughs) (laughs) Scenes showing the audience. What I imagine, for the airline version, they'd probably have to cut out all of the attempting suicide bit, right? I mean, like on 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 planes, especially in like America, they, they used to cut out like swearing. Yeah, which there was a fair bit of in this movie. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they would they would probably cut out like a fair portion of the suicide stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. it sounds like it make a much tighter movie, actually. <laughs> it, well, like meet Joe Black, and, and and of course the the uh, I. I I'm, I, I, I don't think it was all the islands. I think it was just Delta has a specific rule against hua in movies. <laughs> um, uh, um, you getting out all the hua? Yeah, yeah. The movie was twelve minutes long. Uh, um, uh, it, it was if, if, the 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 the, uh, the 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 version of the film shown on Delta was also uh, was also nominated for 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 like uh, for was also nominated for best live action short. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would actually make the the scene the dinner scene so funny where it's the the nephew or whatever oh, yeah. who's just ripping into Al Pacino <laughs> and then Al Pacino just replies who are every time. So and it'd just be five straight minutes. <laughs> Of the nephew being like, this is why you're a bad person. Like, yeah. Then Al Pacino grabbing him by the throat. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. There's a scene where there's a scene where Bradley where, where Bradley Whitford just yay! like just like rips Al Pacino to pieces. And you're like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, good hero of a movie, hero of a movie, my best friend. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and, and yeah. I mean, I mean, every every time he like finishes a paragraph, it cuts back to Pacino, and he goes, Hoo-ah. or sometimes he goes. <laughs> or like <laughs> it's, it's okay. got such great range that's it's, why he got the oh, Oscar it's so good um, uh, 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 the Baird school was uh, shot at an all uh, female boarding school yeah. uh, uh, which allows us to bring up the fact that this film is called Scent of a Woman and has three women in it uh, yeah. uh, and, he, and he smells all of them <laughs> uh, uh, and it is like I, I will tell you, I pitched this because I thought it was a romance. I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought, that, and it sounds like it. Like that, that title yes. sounds like well, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sure the Absolutely. Italian, I'm sure the Italian version was was like more into the romance stuff. Thing is, is like Gabrielle Anwar has the biggest role because she's yeah. in the big scene. Yeah, and she, yeah, she, 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 she has. She has more to do than any other woman in the movie because she has one scene. <laughs> Whereas the other two are like, look after my dad. And then Francis Conroy being like, hey. Oh, right. Francis. Fuck, I forgot about Francis. Oh, yeah. Pacino's love interest. Yeah, yeah, I just don't. Like, it sucks. Like, it sucks and would be so easy. Like, oh, is that the lady at the end? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I know. You could just so easy. Just, just make Chris O'Donnell a woman. Just like so easy. Just, mm. Just like. It was 1992. Mm. The female eunuch had been out for like 30 years. You know, <laughs> you're, you're, you were allowed to have women in movies at this point. Yeah, Ju- Judith Butler was already raising hell. <laughs> um, that sounds like I prefer Greer to Butler, and it is the opposite. I want to be clear for our feminist uh, listeners or, or readers in Braille. Look, 
Carol Clover had already written Men, Women and Chainsaws. <laughs> um, according to Chris O'Donnell, when the production was permitted to film at Manhattan's Plaza Hotel, they agreed to allow a cameo by the hotel's then-owner, Donald Trump, Ooh. with wife-to-be Marla Maples. <laughs> Tribe scene was ultimately cut. That's too bad. Which Marla I, Maples is a very funny name. Yeah, right? It's- I, how, it's just, why, I thought, like, the reason he's in Home Alone 2 is because he insisted, like, that was how they could get the rights to film in the hotel, I mm-hmm. think. I mean, I guess he did the same thing here. He, he saw it work on Home Alone. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna pull this shit again. But also, just, like, just don't, like, the film could have been worse. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't all bad. <laughs> Um, well, here's, here's, uh, here, here, here is another goof. This is under the errors in geography section. When the Colonel and Charlie get out of the cab at the airport to catch their flight bound for New York, they are clearly at Newark Airport, less than 10 miles from the Holland Tunnel into New York City. <laughs> in addition to winning the Best, Acts, Best Actor Oscar, Pacino was also nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Glenn Gary Glenn Ross the same year. He did Glenn Gary Glenn Ross the same year. How? That's a charismatic Pacino performance. Like, what the... Oh, He's only got one in him a year, I guess. Yeah, right? Like, that explains... <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of two other Pacino films in the same year. Insomnia and, I'm going to say, Godfather 10. Um, here is another goof. This is under character error. Frank mis- mispronounces espresso as espresso, extremely unlikely for an Italiophile. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's meant to say espresso. Yeah. yeah. Here, here's another one. Uh, uh, l- 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 Lieutenant Colonel Slate didn't declare his pistol when he was checking his baggage with, with, with when he was checking his baggage at the airport. I mean, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, that doesn't seem like a goof. That seems pretty on character, actually. Yeah. I feel like that's exactly what he would have done. Throughout the movie, Oregon is mispronounced. Oregon, not Oregon. On, on mispronunciation, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Frank's bizarre habit of yelling hoo <laughs> is, is an actual United States Army battle cry. Though he's saying it wrong, <laughs> he places far too much of a W sound in the second syllable. The real, the real version is closer to Hua. Yeah. G- there are several Hua trivia entries, so I'll just <laughs> I'll run them all for you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. give us all the Hua. <laughs> According to Pacino, his use of Hua was inspired by the arms forces consultant for the movie, who had to teach him how to assemble and disassemble his weapon in under 45 seconds with his eyes closed, something he clearly cannot do because they cut away from yeah, it they, a yeah, lot. They, they have it focusing on his face. For, 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 for most of it, where he's reassembling the gun, you can clearly see the spring like sticking out of the barrel <laughs> and then in the final shot it's just not there anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it's not great um <clears throat> where uh there is, there was another one about what who means i've lost it um oh god that's i can't wait to talk about that it's uh horrific um <clears throat> oh goody there seems to be some confusion about the terms who are and oorah Ura is a United States Marine Corps expression with a completely separate history from United States Army expression 
HUA. Uh, okay. HUA derives from the acronym HUA, which stands for Heard, Understood, and Acknowledged. Over the years, this phrase has taken on many meanings to US Army personnel, including understood, thanks, I'm, 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 I'm in love with you, I'm not listening to you, <laughs> go away, you're a moron, excellent, shut up, etc. <laughs> for the. Oh my god. <laughs> this is trivia. Yeah. For the origin of the marine expression, Oorah, ask any marine. <laughs> okay, I thought that was the end of it. <laughs> oh, there's only one more sentence, but it's a bit of a gem. They all know, and they'll be happy to explain. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, what are you... <laughs> trivia, what? That's, tri- no, no, tri- that's, that's trivia. Just the oh. million to one chance that the person who wrote that is listening, I desperately need you to leave the yeah. house <laughs> there's no i don't know if that's true because first you've got to find a marine yeah. Yeah. and unless they're wearing their uniform how Pretty do you know they're tell. a marine like if unless they shout oorah like if there's one thing i know about people in any arm of the military it's that they don't often wear the uniform <laughs> uh, uh, at times where it's totally irrelevant yeah, they would just, never just, do this just to get free shit <laughs> I mean, I mean, look. If I had a guaranteed way to get free shit or better service, I'll do that. Yeah. Uh. Oh, what's it? What's it called? When, what's it called when you pretend stolen valor? Stolen valor. Yeah. Of. yeah, yeah. Um, Gabriel yeah. Anwar's character is named Donna. In Italian language, Donna means woman. Yeah. <laughs> yep, because she's the woman. I mean, uh, yeah, it's probably just like a reference to the title of the original Italian movie. So is this movie then literally named after that one scene where he guesses what soap she uses? Yeah, and her uh, name is woman. I, I I guess so. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, well, I mean, Oscar, Oscar winner. worthy. Yeah, I mean, this this only one one Oscar. It was also nominated for best director, best picture, and best adapted screenplay. It, it lost picture and director to uh, to uh, to Unforgiven, uh, rightfully so. Uh, and it lost adapted screenplay to uh, something else. Anything but, else. Yeah, to, to, to any of the other nominees. <laughs> okay, and this is kind of... But yeah, in, in, a, in a year where you, where you have where you have, where you have Unforgiven and you have Malcolm X also, also, in, also in the same race, there's, there's no excuse for this to be nominated for anything. And like, I, 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 I don't hate Martin Brest. Like, Midnight Run is an incredibly good movie. That is a, like... It's maybe a bit too long, but it is a it is an incredibly funny like a- action comedy with very good action, very good comedy, and yeah. two incredibly charming lead performances yeah. by people who are like playing irritating, difficult characters. And he and like and he he gets a lot out of those two irritating, difficult characters. But he just like it feels like having looked at two of his dramas, yeah, it just seems like someone pandering to an audience. Yes. It's someone yeah. making it is like. This feels like someone is trying to make what, quote unquote, like a dumb people think a smart movie is. Yeah. It's just, oh God. <clears throat> it was reported that in order to make Chris O'Donnell cry during Lieutenant Colonel Slade's near suicide scene, Al Pacino had to take him aside and punch him in the face and scream at him drill sergeant style. What? No, no film is worth that. <laughs> What? Uh, full metal jacket. <laughs> yeah, but that was on camera. Like, yeah, no, no, no. and I don't, I don't think Ali Ermi 
with like I don't think that it was like Stan, Stanley Kubrick was not calling cut and then Ali Ermi was not like yelling at the people giving him his soup and checking his makeup you know oh I I mean he, I think didn't he like put all the extras through boot camp no I mean, he probably did yeah but that is that is different yeah. Yeah, to like yeah. how do you make someone cry on set by getting Albert Pacino? Yeah, uh, no, you 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 do it the ethical way, which is you just like sling some of your mama jokes at them until they can't handle it anymore. And also, as also to do that basically, because that entire scene, Albert Pacino is shouting. Yeah. And he's like, well, this isn't working. Why aren't you crying? I know what'll work. Cut the camera. <laughs> More shouting. I'm, I'm really going to let you have it. it I, I'm already pointing a gun at you and screaming at you that your life is meaningless. And I'm going to kill you. Yeah. I'm going to kill you and then kill myself. Just There are many others which are brilliantly within the genre of people just explaining obvious things about the film. Um, but I'll give you uh, just a few last ones. Mm. I guess I'm including this mainly because it entertains me that someone wrote the thought this and <laughs> wrote it. During Frank Slade's speech at Baird's disciplinary committee, Slade mentions when the bow breaks, the cradle will fall. It refers, what does it refer to, guys? To a nursery rhyme. Greek myth of Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> when he was a baby, has hidden by her mother, Rhea, in a cra- in a cradle hung up of the bough of a tree to save him from his father Kronos, king of titans and lord of Olympus. Unable to reach up a tree. Yeah, Kronos has been advised by a prophecy that one of his children one day would kill him when he was an adult, causing that Kronos ate his first child, Hester, Demeter, Hera, Hades and Poseidon. After they were born, escaping to be eaten, Zeus grew up to be an adult and realized the prophecy, leading a riot against that killed Kronos and the rest of the Titans, turning himself into the new Lord of Olympus. That is marked as a spoiler. It's a spoiler for Percy Jackson. <laughs> yeah, it's a spoiler for Greek mythology, but but and and, and um. Finally, this film has many notable similarities to Martin Brest's preceding film, Midnight Run, including the basic premise of two people on a journey journey (laughs) together with similar scenes like impromptu visits to the lead character's family and then a finale involving a substantial number of people. (laughs) (laughs) Notably, the family visit scene in, in both films includes a relative called Gail which was the name used for Pacino's girlfriend in Carlito's way. <laughs> of course, it all makes sense. Uh, I, I, the, the, the thing that I love about IMDb trivia is that it reminds me that while my brain is uh, broken and poisoned by movie trivia, it could always be more broken and poisoned. <laughs> no, I, what I love about IMDb trivia is if I'm ever watching a film and wondering if any actors were in it when any Marvel film yeah. or were ever in a film with a Marvel film actor... I'll know how to find no, out. See, for, uh, if I want that, I, 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 I'll read the, the comment section on, on any YouTube video of a clip of a movie. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, if every, uh, if you ever want to watch any part of Scott Pilgrim on, on YouTube, uh, all the comments, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe Captain America and Captain Marvel were in the same movie with fucking whoever else is in that movie. <laughs> 
Yeah, it is wild that those it's actors. It's so irritating. Yeah. It's weird that those actors were in a movie yeah. together before the movie <laughs> that I know. <laughs> Look, I hate it when actors Makes me so play bad. more than one role. I love it when people are consistent one role throughout their life. But like that, that's what the Marvel people think. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, like that, that's what they want. And the thing is, I think they're children. I mean, yes. Yeah. But, but but also a lot a lot of them are like thirty five years old. Yeah, children, <laughs> yes, children. Yeah, everyone, it, we all agree everyone under the age of forty is cool, hip, and young. And great, <laughs> just having a great, just a cool time. I could be like Philip Seymour Hoffman. I could play. I could play. No, it's, uh, like meet Joe Black. There is an artistry in a way to how bad it is. Yeah, in that it is bad in a surreal. It it's like the bits of a film that like Mark Wahlberg is in an entourage, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. Whereas this is just bad in a way where it just it, feels it's, it's lazy like pretty, and yeah, annoying. It's a pretty normal version of bad. Um, it's like Al Pacino is giving this giant performance, but with nothing to, like... Nothing substantial yeah, under like, it. Yeah, it, it's, 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 like, fun to watch at certain points because he's going, he's going so far, but, like, it... it it's, but, like, it, 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 it never feels like any of his, like, any of his good big performances. And it doesn't feel like any of his, like, older, more subtle performances either. But, and even if you like the kind of the soppy shit that this film is trying to activate... Yeah, this, this movie gets super soppy. Well, it's big fun of speeches, essentially, as Josh, you pointed this out, the moral of this film amounts to snitches get stitches. Yeah, at, 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 a, at a prep school. And yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah, like, we're, we're, like, at least Meet Joe Black is, like, like... And and what it's trying to like say is swinging for the fucking fences. Yeah, it is. It's telling this like supernatural story about like about the meaning of like love and life and death, and it doesn't fucking work at all. No. But, but this is like, oh, this guy's school sad, <laughs> and it's just not. Is he gonna tell on the bad guys? And it's just not good at being. Yeah, no. And 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 it it, it forgets about this main driving plot point for like. For like thirty minutes at a time, and then when it remembers it, and you remember, it, you're like, "Oh yeah, this part was boring." Yeah, it's 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 weird that it's like this movie. The most interesting part is, in theory, the the killing himself bit. Mm. Like that is that is the that is surely the dramatic end. Yes, yeah. But then it's, it's bookended by this boring as shit. <laughs> Do I tell on some people who are kind of characters in the movie? I guess technically, well, and yeah, like on on some guys who have one scene where they talk, yeah. and then are just in the background of other shots. Yeah. Well, and yeah, the film- oh, two two scenes, sorry, because there's also the fucking prank monologue. Well, and the film just never makes a compelling case. No, why not? And like, I think you can tell on those guys and not feel like a snitch because yeah. they suck yeah. you know and, and then when and then when the movie turns into a fucking like courtroom drama for the last 20 minutes oh god like yeah i i i'd, I'd always thought this was a legal drama i mean i watched the movie and when he and and there was no legal drama happening and i was like oh i guess i was thinking of the devil's advocate <laughs> and then in the last 20 minutes out of nowhere it becomes a legal drama and he and he gives this like big like a like a few good men speech where yeah it's just about like oh it's it's good that he's not telling on people and you know that that means that he's he's like more he, he's like more standing up for the spirit of a school than than all of these other richos and you don't 
give a shit. Yeah, and like it's not important. And very and it very easily could have been fixed if at the start, like at the start, there's like the scene where the rich kids are gonna go someplace mm. for a holiday. And they like jokingly invite him because he's a poor kid and they know it. Yeah. If instead of that, if like you showed that these were like a group of friends and despite being the poor kid, he was their friend. Right. And they were like, yeah. And they were like, if, if they'd gone like, hey, do you want to come? We're going to this place. And it's like, how much is it? $1,200. I cannot afford that. They're like, we will cover you. Like mm. we're, we're minted. Yeah. We'll cover you. And he goes, no, I can't. No, I've, got, I, I've got to work. I, yeah, I, I, I want to go back to see yeah. my family. Yeah, yeah. And so you go, okay. So these are rich kids, but they're nice to this guy, despite that fact. So they're, they're clearly a good friend group. He just wasn't involved in the prank and he's seen it. And now he's conflicted yes. because does he, does he betray his friend's trust and risk losing a chance to go to Harvard? Or yeah. does he snitch on them and get this letter of recommendation? Yeah. And you're like, that's, that's good emotional stakes. Yeah. And like the, the, this movie is like desperately trying to have some sort of point about class. But, uh, but, but unlike City Lights, Misses. Yeah. Well, and it is the the whole point is like you're supposed to buy. I think the prestige of Baird as as like yeah. as the principal says, like this is the cradle of civilization for the, American the, aristocracy. The, yeah. Yeah. When when like people who work at the school refer to it, it's always the Beard School. And you and they're like, this is where we've had two presidents, and Aristotle himself went here. And that is just, and like the thing I'm I. I, I, it, I'm not even like, not even me bringing my, let's say, faintly anti-American views, but I'm like, if these are the kids, you suck, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, it's, yeah. And, and like, and like, that's not even the point of a film. Like, no. if, if, if the film had, had gone like more and on, like, yeah, if, if you've, if they'd gone the way of like, of like these, like these kids actually like him despite their class differences, that could have been a thing. Or if they'd gone all in on like, no, like the, the, these kids who have like, who have all this wealth and status are scum. Like that, that, that could, that would have been another way to go yeah. with it. And, or, or if they'd like gone through a thing of making it really seem like there would be like, there would be serious repercussions for him if he did, if he did snitch, which it never really feels like. Yeah, it, like it, it seems like yeah. If if you snitch, I'll give you a letter that'll mean you'll guarantee a spot at Harvard. Yeah, but okay. But what are the what are well, the downsides? I, what yes. are the, like what are the bullies gonna do? Well, yeah. and that's given in the context of like two thirds of the people from here go to Harvard anyway, and you're yeah. like, so you're you're just slightly dropping his chances. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like it. Uh, it it's shite, is what I'm saying. Yeah, Finn, hmm? shite or sound? It's shite. Yeah, John? It's, it's better than me, Joe Black. But like sort, but like not, but like it, it is. It is more of a movie than Meet Joe Black is, but it is less, uh, uh like de- delightfully uh, surreal than, yeah. than Meet Joe Black. Josh, um, well, look, who am I to argue with the Academy? This one, and, <laughs> <off> of <laughs> and it is. <laughs> It is just, like it is insane to me that at least my reading is an audience member. A film made in nineteen thirty one has a better representation of a blind character yeah, yeah. than an like a comedy, a slapstick comedy about how when people get drunk they <laughs> dance funny. Has <laughs> better than like than Al Pacino winning his Oscar. Yeah. It's in like. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 such shite, and it's um and it like also on on the blind thing. There are like so many things in this movie that I th- I feel like they do 
be like, so he proves he's blind. Like he always gets the drink given to him. Yeah. But I'm like, no, no, that's what this character would do if he could see. Cause he's an arsehole and he demands <laughs> things. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't get his own drink. He would make the boy with him, get him the drink. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and like, and like there's a scene where he drives a Ferrari Oh god, the fucking Ferrari! And, <laughs> and it's like it's so bad because at the start it's like it's like really cartoony. It's like oh, I'm going in a straight line, and he's turning everywhere, and they're like swerving across the street, and then he starts going faster, and then he's like, okay, now tell me when to turn, and he like what, and and then he does like the fucking Fast and Furious drifts around yeah, these corners, and, and like somehow while driving the back alleys of New York, they 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 like stumble upon the like the sixteen mile long uh, runway from Fast and Furious six, yeah. seven, <laughs> or six or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why <laughs> it just really tickles me. And like this this like this this fucking Ferrari scene is like. Because like he he's he's going to like he's he's going to New York and he's taking the kid with him because he 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 wants like have kind of one last like blowout weekend where he get where he gets drunk and uh, has has sex with her with an escort and has a huge sex blowout and yeah then and, has a huge brain blowout yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he's he's gonna he's gonna do all he's gonna like live the high life and then and then kill himself and and one of the things. One one of the things that happens in this like fucking Mister Megorium's Wonder Emporium <laughs> Day of Life shit <laughs> is is like uh, Ch- 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 Charlie Charlie takes him to a to a to a like sports car dealership where uh, where they they like talk the dealer into letting them test drive a Ferrari and then they they're driving this 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 hideous Ferrari Testarossa around the streets of around the streets of New York, a place where it doesn't make sense to drive a Ferrari because uh, it's incredibly crowded and yeah. uh, there's no there's nowhere to drive a car past. But yeah, they're like so so Charlie's driving for a bit and then they're like in the back alleys now and and uh, and 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 Frank is driving. And Charlie's helping him. Yeah, and then he starts going. He starts going real fast, and he starts turning around corners. And they get pulled over by a cop. And then Frank pretends he can. Frank pretends he isn't blind, and like kind of smooth talks his way out of getting a ticket. But and, without any oh, real. And, and and this whole thing started while Youth was out of a room, <laughs> and then Youth came back during the part where 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 Frank was now driving the car, speeding through the, <laughs> speeding through the back alleys. And I, I I just looked over at him as he walked into the room. And I was like, yeah, yeah come on. Yeah. See, and I I would have respected it more if he like whipped out his cane and leaned it over the door and was just like <laughs> rolling with his cane along the road while he's driving. I'm like, look, at least you know you're doing a bit. Well, oh, yes. and, oh. and and then like and the t- when that, the cop that, that, that would have moved it up to sound for me. <laughs> but like and the confrontation with the cop is you're like, oh, he's gonna try and charm his way out of this, and then he does. There's no dramatic tension. No, like. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. But it's also like, it also speaks to, it's in his big breakdown scene. And I think this is just some bad writing and bad, uh, uh, bad acting. Um, because I think if you asked anyone involved, they'd be like, well, really what he's sad about is, is that, that he's, he lost his way to the point where he was doing, he, he acted out and blinded himself. There There was a grenade thing. Um, but it really seems in that scene that the reason he wants to kill himself is because he's blind. <laughs> when I, if you like, eh, first off, no, no, no. But second, if if that is going to be there, his life has to be harder. Yeah, this film doesn't make a coherent argument why Chris O'Donnell needs to be in it because, but Pacino can fucking drive. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like 
as he can talk himself out of any situation he can drive a car he like he can do anything he faces zero yeah, it, zero it, hardship it, from it, not it, being if, able everyone to who isn't a direct family member is immediately charmed by him yeah. <laughs> and also like even if he did face hardship i just don't know how like uh, People live with this, but like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like in 1990, like I could understand if in City Lights, she was trying to kill herself because right, she yeah. was blind yeah, because of the time and situation. But in 1992, you need to work for that. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the Americans with Disabilities Act has already been passed. Well, and... Yeah, you, think. Can, you you can't you can't be you can't be a veteran who's collecting a pension and a disability check who lives with your daughter who loves you yeah. and looks after you and be like my life is so hard I'm an alcoholic. Well, it does it like it does smack of a film and like it's a remake of them that kind of comes from someone who makes film being like it would suck if I was blind I'd probably mm. kill myself when you're just like no you you. You just, I can't run upstairs. I deal with it, you know? <laughs> so I just want to let you all know. I just want to let you all know the, uh, the Americans with Disabilities Act was passed in 1990. I was correct. <laughs> great, great oh, news. Congrats. I uh, am so smart. So we all agree it's shite. And yeah, despite yes. winning an Oscar and being nominated for others, I think ever, like this, this film is now borderline a joke film, I think. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the, its legacy is hua. Yeah, it's it's the crash of the nineties. Oh God, oh. no! Crash is Crash has a dark heart. <laughs> crash is one of the few movies that we've watched for this podcast where Yufa just starts shouting at the screen like "fuck you, fuck you, fuck you." <laughs> that film, yeah, like I feel angry about that film in the way that I feel about genuine racial injustice. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. but yeah, we all no. I don't think there's anyone out there mm. in the world. No one ever. Now let me just take a big drink of this. Yufa, stop! <laughs> what? I've got some. I've got some horrific news for you. Why every time? This movie has a three point eight average score out of five on Letterboxd. That I mean, That's a broadly positive review. That, there, there are a lot of movies that I think are incredible. They're like there, there are. There are movies on the site and sound top 100, but don't have a that don't have a three point eight. <laughs> so uh, I, I found a uh, I have found it, a okay. Oh, Do you want to know what its Rotten Tomatoes is? Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is like is is like is like seventy or eighty, but but its meta its meta score is like fifty nine. Yeah, it's eighty nine percent. Uh, but what is like? You got to go to the true arbiter of, of of whether it's a good or bad movie. Common rating. sense media. No, no that's IMDb. Oh yeah, the international yeah, movie database. That's eight out of ten. Ninety two percent of Google users like this film. Mm, oh, wow. there's just no escape. So I I found a five star review of the Scent of a Woman by a Letterbox user H five four. Oh, I, I guess, love H five four. I guess this. Uh, I guess this is a, rev- a review by a robot. No, uh, just, I cannot understand a human enjoying it. The fifty fourth of his name. Oh, that's cruel to robots. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> it's about hope. It's about life. It's about friendship. It's about second chances. It's about this extraordinary masterpiece. Okay, now. Uh, 
So, V, 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 the review goes on, but I'm just going to let you know, every single word is capitalized. <laughs> um, like, in cap? No, 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 only the, v, the, first v, v, the first letter of every word in this review is capitalized. Oh, boy. They did this on purpose. Holy shit, this movie was incredible. Scent of a Woman is easily Al Pacino's most underrated film that he probably has ever done, winning him very rightfully his very first Oscar. Seriously, chilling performance by, by Pacino. His character was heartbreaking and explosive at the same time, and he was so mesmerizing and moving, and his portrayal of a blind retired army colonel is extremely, is extremely believable and convincing. That was all uh, one sentence. Uh, <laughs> it also said... It said his most underrated role, which won him an Oscar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Truly an experience of a film, an experience not to be missed. It has been a long time since I've given a film five stars, but man, did this film deserve it. And also, I have to thank my dad for actually recommending me this film, and and I am just so happy that he did. Also, one sentence. Uh, this film is both, hap- is, is both sad and happy, and electrifying performance by Pacino and Chris O'Donnell and this film quite possibly contains one of the best, most chilling, most draw-dropping speeches <laughs> I have ever seen in a film. Hooah! This is very recommended. The only, pa- the only part in there that made sense to me was my dad recommended this to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was going to go with hoorah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, hoorah speaks to the heart. Well, but... it makes sense to me because I've sought out a marine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so th- 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 this person is an 18-year-old from Greece. Can I just... so, 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 so who can tell? Can I just briefly... Uh, th- you know how we talked about Donald Trump also being in Home Alone 2? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That came out two or three weeks before this. <laughs> if they had not cast a scene from Center Woman, there would have been he, then, two then he would films. have been in the two best films of that year. <laughs> I mean, uh, he, not even the two best films of the week. <laughs> Aladdin, The Bodyguard, Leprechaun. Oh, with, with, with Jennifer Aniston. Oh, Toys? Lorenzo's Oil. Yeah. Which also has a Donald Trump Star- cameo. Starring Lorenzo. Starring Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> okay, so uh, would you, you guys like to uh, like to try and guess H five four's top four movies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is is one of them scent of a woman? Uh, it's not. Uh, I'd say all these movies are good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, n- uh, n- first of Love Deep Cut. Uh, n- uh, the 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 first movie is another movie famous for uh, being. Uh, the first Oscar win for a particular person, a slightly contentious uh, first Oscar win. The Departed. Yes. The Departed. Uh, Martin Scorsese, uh, the first time he got yeah. he won Best Director. It's, it's good fun. Yeah. Good movie. It's, it's just, super fun. I just prefer Infernal Affairs because I'm a, a fucking it, irritated. Because you hate rats. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean... Well, then, yeah, then you're going to love this movie because the, yeah. the moral yeah. is if you snitch, you die. Uh, the, is, d- no, it's a fate worse than death. It's but, you go back to being poor. I think the thing we did not emphasize is that his big speech at the end, Pacino being like, you people don't snitch, is also just incoherent. Like, yeah. it's unclear what point yeah. he's he, he is like, he, he, he like says all of his like aphorisms and like, <laughs> and like catchphrases throughout the movie and none of them make any sense really. <laughs> it's like being mugged by a <laughs> greeting card anyway it's like this is a speech about points I will make <laughs> yeah. snitches get stitches birds and bees cats and trees yeah. fuck but- you all I'm the greatest hoorah <laughs> yeah Okay, the bad uh, school. The definition of yeah. school. Uh. A beard is a thing that grows on a face. 
and yeah, it's like the space. And, and if you're not careful, I'll grow a fist on your face. Stuart <laughs> Baird directed Star Trek Nemesis. Anyway, and starring <laughs> Tom Hardy. His yeah, speech did like it felt like what it was was the writer had written like six different speeches, <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to link these all together somehow. Like, they were all the first draft of what that speech would be. He's like, no, no, yeah. that doesn't work. Yeah. It has to be this. Da, da, da. Yeah, he, no, no, he, it doesn't work. He, he cut them up and he, he rearranged <laughs> yeah. all of them. Yeah. Look like, like David Bowie lyrics. <laughs> You're right. He's a Dada poet. You're yeah. correct. It's, it's, it's stuckest work. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the second film is, uh, uh, I think at the time it was made, uh, they, they shot more footage for this film than any other film. Ishtar? Uh, no, this is pre Ishtar. Wow. Was, is uh, there such a thing? Oh, God. Also, I think, was, wasn't, it, wasn't it Mikey and Nikki that she shot, like, the most footage for? Yeah. I can't remember. It, it's, oh, God, I know. Uh, Zombieland. Uh, no, there's this, a lot uh, of that on the cutting this, room this, floor. Uh, uh, this is a film from the 70s. Okay. I mean, if you if you account for the fact that the script of Zombieland is is their pilot and first episode script from for the TV show Zombieland, anyway. So there's uh, there's a lot like with this that, whole was it meant to be a TV show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Like the whole reason for like the list of rules, all the different right, killings, yeah. is setting up repeating right. gags you could do in a TV show. Oh, that's mm. interesting. That's interesting yeah. that it didn't get then made into a TV show. I well, um, it was yeah, they, they just waited uh, just waited eight years and made Zombieland Double Tap. Yeah. A bad movie. <laughs> with uh, one very good performance in it. From Zombie Number Four. Uh no. Uh from uh uh from uh from 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 Zoe Deutsch. Ah. It was fantastic in that movie. Okay. Given a terrible fucking role. Uh, uh b- b- those movies hate women so much. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> good. <laughs> okay, so a movie from the seventies had lots filmed for it. Yeah, there, there are a bunch of different versions of this movie. The The God's Father, right? Director, ah, uh, The God's Father too. Uh, I mean, still the right director. Wrong film. <laughs> the God's Father Three. No, wrong decade. <laughs> the Godfather col- Coda: Colon the Death of Michael Corleone. Is that, a, is, that a, is that the one that's a video game? No, that's the re-edit of part three. <laughs> right, okay, right, right, yes. yes, yes. Um, uh, I don't know anymore. Is it? Is it, is it what, what, what's the film where Robin Williams has an aging? Jack? Jack. Yeah, no, Jack. Wrong, wrong decade. Okay. Um, who is there? Ah, oh, is Lawrence Fishburne film? Uh, yes, I've, yeah, yeah, it is. It's uh, one, one, of the, one of the early screen roles of uh, oh, Harrison yeah. Ford. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Matrix. Oh, oh no, no, the Matrix. Oh, no. This, 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 is, uh, this is after... Fuck. This is after oh, Star yeah. Wars. Martin yeah. Sheen, right? Mm. So The Departed. Yeah, The Departed. No, it's Apocalypse <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Uh, also known as Apocalypse Now. No. Uh, the, the, <laughs> it's a typo. The, it's like how Timon Never Lies became Timon Never Dies. This next one, it's about... Uh, so we we all we all know. <laughs> Wait, can we get it off of that? Okay, yeah. Uh, um, we we all know that a robot can't be a cop, but this film supposes. But what this film supposes, what if one were a robot? No, Mr. Robot. No. 
man. I don't know if you guys can hear this one. Uh, it's I a mean, obscure clue. Mr. Robot is about the opposite of whatever a robot was a cop, right? Like the yeah. diamond. Anyway. Yeah, so what if a cop was a robot? <laughs> I'm, uh, get, like, you know, anyway. Watch. <laughs> anyway. Hoo-ha. Uh, uh, it, it is a robot cop. Uh, yes. It is robot cop. It is Roberto Cop, the Italian remake of Robot Cop. Oh, yeah. I do. That, oh, man. Roberto Benigni <laughs> in a Robocop get up. It'd be good. Okay, uh, and uh, the 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 fourth film, uh, Robocop Four. Yeah, it's got uh, the Robocop reboot. Uh, it's, oh it's, yeah, you're right. I thought there were four. Ah, oh, I'm thinking of the TV films. No, I, I, I think there. I think I think there was four. Yeah, I think I think there's four, and then there's the reboot and the TV films yeah. and the TV series and the animated series. So, uh, th- this film, uh, it's. Uh, it's about uh, it's it's a it's sort of it's sort of a body horror film, but it's a it's a psychological body horror film. Inside Out. No. <laughs> Am I uh, in the right area? No. Uh, oh, that would have uh, been <laughs> <laughs> Monsters Inc. Psychological body horror. Yeah. Being John Malkovich. Uh, no, but that's a lot closer. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, I'm thinking of ending things. No. <laughs> um, I, adaptation? No, no. No. Psychological Splice. body. Splice. No, but like, <laughs> there, there's a person who kind of looks like the, the monster from Splice. <laughs> <laughs> no. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, oh, um, Pan's Labyrinth? No. no. Is it GDT though? No, no. Oh. So the the new Hell Hellboy, the the Harbor Hellboy. Yeah. <laughs> um, ah, uh, um, and it, okay. So how? Okay, it's like being John Malkovich. I mean, no, it's like it, it's it's just a lot more like being John Malkovich than it is like Inside <laughs> Out. <laughs> um, psycho. Every clue I can think of just gives it away immediately. Is Linda Cardellini in it? Uh, she's not. Oh, uh, but I, I did, I did make sure to check down the <laughs> check down okay, the cast okay. list first. So it's not Scooby Doo, and it's not Scooby Doo Two Monsters Only. No. Have I seen this film? Yeah, yeah, oh. absolutely. Well, I have seen this uh, film. I, I think, I think probably. Okay. Uh, you, uh, you, you, you were talking about a movie by by this director uh, earlier on. You have a very specific way of saying the name of that movie. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, <laughs> well, oh, the name of the movie, not the direct. I have so many specific ways. Apocalypse dwell. Apocalypse dwell. Why do I also call it socialized media? Who am I? I've just got so... like. Do you ever, Josh, do you ever just sit down and realize that your personality, universal you, just not me attacking you. No, no, bring it on. It's just, it's just a collection of bits you've accumulated over the years and yeah. you're, you're nothing. Underneath it, you're just a void. Um, so the it, t- it's 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 it's, it's, uh, uh, it's it's got Barbara Hershey in it, <laughs> and and Vincent Cassell. What the f- am I doing with my brain? Lahane? No, no. The one Cassell film I know. Yeah, because oh, it's Ocean's Twelve. Because <laughs> <laughs> he looks in the camera. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
the cell? No. It's Vincent oh. D'Onofrio. <laughs> I mean, they're all the same to me. There's a uh, there's a steamy lesbian sexy between two hot young starlets in the movie. Well, then I should know. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, Mis- Mr. Skin fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, right, right. It's, um, He's going to mm. do a joke answer. <laughs> <laughs> no. Better to uh, about to do a joke answer. <laughs> no. Ah, uh, Noah. <laughs> it's uh, from, 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 from the director of Requiem for a nice. Cream and ice cream pie, <laughs> and just Mickey Rourke has a fun day down the meat. Show. Yeah, it's uh, um. Oh, <laughs> what, what's this movie called, Josh? Uh, I have no idea. He's, he's giving you all the clues, Mister Police. <laughs> it's named after one of my favourite Tom York solo songs. <laughs> all the clues. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the psychological horror. It's, it's by the guy who made Noah. Lesb- lesbians. I don't know who did, who did that. D- Darren Aronofsky. Darren Aronofsky. Oh. <laughs> we added another level to this game, which is yes, we turn this into yes, yes, no. Yeah, yeah, which, is, uh, which is like it's for two of us, just like baffling a guest. <laughs> yeah, you should right. be able to get it from. <laughs> you know, you know, from Darren Aronofsky. <laughs> you know how it is. Yeah. You know how when you come home after a trip away, you should notice how your house smells. Because that's how it smells, because you're used to it. Is that what we're having with the level? Yes. <laughs> so, Josh, yeah. it's, 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 you know, you, you know the movie where, like, this, this, this happens to you all the time. So you, so you, 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 you remember seeing it in a movie where, yeah. like, you, you walk out of a bathroom stall and you just see the word horse scrawled, <laughs> scrawled and lipstick on a mirror. I mean, that does happen a lot to yeah. me. It, this is the film that dares to ask, are we human or are we dancer? <laughs> It's it's Black Swan. It's Black Swan. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good film. Yeah. You seen Black yeah. Swan? I've seen a bit of Black Swan. That great yeah. one minute take of uh, Natalie Portman dancing. Um, yes, no, I have seen it. It's a very good movie. Yeah. So um, so Josh, yeah. we can we can uh, where can people find you? Like you got plugs or Um you, do I? I, I've got a, a Facebook comedy page. Yeah. Uh, Josh, I think it's Josh Davies, or it might be Josh Davies Comedy. I don't know. That's, it's one of those. It's one of those. Go, Google my name and you'll find something. Oh, yeah. and Twitch. Um, oh, yeah? yeah. I, I, I do Twitch stuff occasionally. What do you David. do on Twitch? I play video games with people who are like legitimately successful on Twitch and it has not carried over. Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, well, like, n- n- name some of the people. Try try yeah. try steal some True. some of their clout. Uh, I I play with David Correas a lot, yeah. um, and then I also play with a person called Brett Scott Clark, who is in Viva La Dirt League stuff, and mm-hmm. she's doing very well on Twitch as well. And play with Demi Lardner as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tom, uh, I haven't played. Well, I think we were meant to be doing a thing. Me, David, Demi, and Tom Walker were meant to be doing a thing, and then that didn't happen. Oh, okay. Uh, but I, so I don't know. Uh, what's uh, your Twitch handle? Uh, Pellerix. P-A-L-L-A-R-X. What? Okay, explain yourself. <laughs> um, my Steam name, my Steam username for a, a while yeah. was Parallax, which yeah. is like a, a, an effect with light that mm-hmm. I, that, and I like the word Parallax. Mm-hmm. It's a very satisfying word. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was, that's often taken and stuff. So then oh, I swapped yeah. it to 
Peller, uh, to to Pellerax. So I swapped the R's and the L's. Right. Because uh, that wasn't taken because it was a bastardization. But on Twitch, <laughs> some motherfucker has Pellerax with an A in it. So it's P, it's, it's Pellerax without the A after, after this. It's P A L L A R X rather than P A L L A R A X. Right. Okay. Do, do, and like your fans are pals of Rex? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. No, they're pieces of shit. That's yeah. what I call my fans. And, 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 you, and you end every uh, stream by, uh, by, by stabbing out your own eyes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Great. Um, yeah. uh, is, that, is that the second Oedipus Rex joke today? On or first on Mike. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> right. it, it was while we were watching City Lights. Oh, right. right. I talked about how the tramp has a vibe that it seems insane that one of his films didn't end with him gouging at his own eyes. <laughs> and, like, it would be City Lights. Like, yeah. the tragic ending of City Lights is that, like, he's like. He can no oh, longer see the City Lights. Yeah, yeah. He he wants to make himself blind like her, but she's fixed his sight. So, you know, yeah, anyway. yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, like, like, I can like, no longer see the City Lights. Yeah, like, like. Yeah. Like the end of uh, like the end of a lobster. What a film! I, I watched what that movie thing. with my mum once. <laughs> oh my God, why? <laughs> I saw Wolf of Wall Street with my mum, yeah. which is anyway. Uh, what's the worst film you've watched with your mum? Um, I don't know. Uh, my parents are fucking annoying, and that uh. whenever I go and stay with them, mm-hmm. they're like, "Why don't you put something on?" And I'm like, "Because I've seen everything I want to watch." <laughs> You know, I, 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 I think there have been times where, where like, you've been at your parents' place and you've messaged me and be like, hey, Finn, what movie should I show my parents? Yeah. I watched... I watched um, what's the like a movie? Kubo and the Two Strings. I watched oh. that with my... It's one, again, that's one of my favourite movies. I watched yeah. that with my parents and my mum... Really Not at all it, inappropriate yeah. to watch yeah. with I was your like, mum. This is, this is a good movie. I don't know what bad movies. Probably some shit that was on TV one time and... Did it? That's yeah. a lot of what people watch with their mums, yeah. right? Some shit that was on TV. Yeah, she's fucking. She's a pain in the ass because she expresses no opinion whatsoever <laughs> on what to watch. And I'm like, no. What do you want to watch? No, actually, Mamma Mia. It's a bad yeah. movie. She likes it. Yeah. She's wrong, but we watched Correct. it. Yep. On this podcast, we, 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 we did Mamma Mia 2, and, 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 but, but by the end of the show, you, you, you've convinced me that that movie is like at least good at what it's trying to do, but, I, but I'm never going to budge on Mamma Mia 1. Well, Hitler like was good at what he was trying to do as well. It doesn't mean it was a good thing. Well, uh, uh, so, uh, counterpoint, if Hitler was good at what he was trying to do, we would be speaking German right now. <laughs> Well, also, <laughs> he, was, he was good for the first. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, he was good until he was. <laughs> yeah, all, true. All, all, also, um, also, with Mamma Mia too. It's shot by go. It's shot. It's shot by go who shoots all of Wes Anderson's films. What? So it looks incredible. <laughs> yeah. and and also like uh, Colin Firth and Pierce Brosnan and Stellan Skarsgård are like amazing in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Um. Hey, Finn. Yes. Where can people find you online? Uh, who cares? You can find the show on Twitter at ShitesoundPod, <laughs> or you can email us at ShitesoundPod at gmail.com. Uh, why not check out our website? It is at ShiteAndSound.com. That's and the word, not the and percent. Uh, if you want to find me on any of your various socialized media, check check it out. I'm, I'm Youther Lives, and if I'm not under that name, it's because I don't want you to find me. 
Uh, what do I do? Sign up for my newsletter. It's at bit.ly slash youth lives. And I have two other podcasts. One's a radio drama called The Witching Hours. And one is me and my partner watching Doctor Who until we die. It's called The Slow Path. Yeah, and I only have this podcast because I respect your time out there, listeners. Like I like the longest episodes of the slow path are an hour. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like it is very hard to be like, okay, so this twenty-five minute chunk of people going through the swamp of mutations to the Dalek City to get a fluid link, let's talk about it. And most of that was about Lord. Our theme song, it's called The Nux. By Kazam Blam. You can- you can check them out on Bandcamp. Or in New Zealand film, Cousins. Yeah. Hey, if you like the show, mm. Why not uh, tell your friends or yeah, one friend? Why not? Uh, Come on. Like and subscribe. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, Finn, Finn, what are we watching next week? Next week. Oh, no, oh, no. Oh, I just remember. This is, this is going to be a difficult episode for us. Um, <laughs> and for the listeners. And, and yeah, this is. Uh, so next week, uh, what we're doing is. <laughs> Is we, we, we are watching uh, Jean-Luc Godard's... Just, yeah. just before, I'd want to tell the audience that when I remembered, I genuinely felt a shiver <laughs> down my spine. Like, yeah. I dread this. This, this, this is probably going to be one of those episodes we, uh, where, where we like well, watch and record it over two days. <laughs> uh, so we, 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 we are doing uh, Jean-Luc Godard's Histories du Cinema, mm-hmm. uh, which is a like four and a half hour long montage of uh, uh, of films that uh, Jean-Luc Godard uh, likes and wants to talk about. Yeah. And uh, with that, we are doing Neil Breen's Fire Film Retrospective, a five-hour-long uh, piece of garbage made by the, the worst filmmaker currently in existence uh, of Neil Breen just uh, talking to the camera for five hours in his terrible fucking uncharismatic voice. Uh explaining how he makes his his garbage movies. And for that episode, we will have a former flatmate of Josh Davies, uh, Ben McGookin. Yeah, from the worst idea of all time. Yeah, he's just on the worst idea of all time this week. So, so uh, that's that's pretty exciting. So yeah, he's really climbing the ladder of podcasts. Yeah. And I want to be clear, I am positioning us as the rung above the worst <laughs> idea of all time. And look, I, I just want to come in here and defend Neil Breen as well. Um, oh, yeah? He's a visionary. He's... <laughs> He's he's a true auteur, auteur oh, I mean, like, of our I'm, time. I mean, I, I agree he's an auteur. Auteur is a value-neutral list. <laughs> like, he is a singular, word visionary. Yeah. He has a singular vision on what film can be, oh, no, like, and I, it's I, unreplicatable by anyone I, in cinema uh, today. I, I just want to say, I absolutely agree with that, and that's why I chose him as a <laughs> counterpoint to Jean-Luc Godard. But, 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 but they, are, they are two men who make movies in a way yeah. that seems to uh, completely reinvent film grammar. Yeah. And, I, uh, I, reck- I reckon. And, and also, uh, one of them is a communist, one, one of them is a fascist. <laughs> I, I reckon you would probably, probably learn more about how to make a film by watching Neil Breen's and one ignoring and doing, everything, yeah, and doing yeah. everything as far away from that as you can. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. but in a very basic, like, like, ah, oh, I would simply not do. That. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no, there, are, yeah, no, there's so much to talk about with Breen. Mm. Uh, it's our first dip in Goddard Lake, uh, yeah. f- which we will be swimming in more and more until we're <laughs> out of breath. Ooh. Man, Josh, thanks for coming. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Um, uh, we just like I. 
I just want to confirm. We're going to have you back, and that is just, just, and just so we can prove this. Yeah. If I don't, if I don't stumble my way out into traffic on the way here, uh, on the way home, oh, we didn't talk about that yeah. when he runs into traffic. No, no. Okay, okay. The podcast over. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you so much, everyone. Movies are good, even bad ones. Go, Go watch them. I, I, I regret telling Finn this, but I do want to do an intro where we have a guest where me and the guest treat Finn as, <laughs> as if he's the guest. As if he's dirt, <laughs> yes. I mean, most, I mean you, you ask for that, though. Yeah. You, li- you literally, most of your... Con- oh, yeah, it was, it was in my contract. <laughs> you li- most social interactions with you start with you muttering... You're like, hello, I'm Finn, I'm dirt. <laughs> You shake someone's hand, you lean in close, and you mutter in their ear, just really fuck me up. Oh, no, so, 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 someone goes to shake my hand, and I say, I'm not worthy. <laughs> yeah, like Wayne's World. That, I've never seen Wayne's they, World. They do that to Alice Cooper oh, okay. in, in Wayne's World. And in, in Wayne's World 2, they do it to hmm. Stephen Tyler. For, former James Randi collaborator. And uh, a comic book writer with hmm. Neil Gaiman. Hmm. And um, Wait, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, he did a concept album... Uh, and they together wrote a comic book about the the world the, the, that it's set in. Oh, Welling, okay. Wellington Library. Uh, mm. I read. I just know I read it there. And, just, and, and he's a bad guy in John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Except for well, Satan's the real bad guy, but he's like a secondary bad guy. But also, like Satan is the real bad guy is one of those like the theme is identity <laughs> things where it is like implicit across all. Like you know.